Hello everybody and welcome to the newest episode of the Oxcrew TBD RPG. Episode 18 as the Rooster Crows. How are we doing guys? This is fine. We're all fine we're here. All fine. We had a bit of a <laughs> bit of a malfunction, but we're all fine. Minor malfunction. How are you? It's great. We're all great. We, we are alive. Fine. Today is going to be a hot springs episode, and <laughs> of course, with just oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> so previously, we followed up the concert episode with a gigantic sunship attacking Santa, and the Dawnbreaker making his presence known. We had a small moment where you guys jumped onto the sunship. And then got trapped. Wakey, wakey, big mistakey. Big mistakey, it was a, they were, yeah, they I were ready know. for you. <laughs> uh, ready after, for a... Yeah, after going through managing to release the TARDIS and finding one of the many solar engines to the ship and destroying it, you were ambushed by several paladins and then almost caught by the Dawnbreaker himself in his gigantic suit of armor with his gigantic axe. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. That cut through the wall. That cut yeah. through the wall like it was butter. Through his own <laughs> ship. He didn't even care. <sighs> we begin in the middle of nowhere and the middle of no when. As you prepare to jump back and try and stop this solar menace. What are you guys doing? Uh, my best. Mm. Hmm. I think I'm back on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the only place that is safe. I just, I love that. I love that this is an established thing about Farza now. And yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah. I have a whole little rant that I could go into about how I love how Silurians have different variations that can do different things. So our variation is roof lizard? Yes. yes. <laughs> Every time that you go to a country where lizards exist and you wake up and you see a little lizard on the ceiling, that lizard is feather. Mm. <laughs> Confirmed. Huh. I've been to Florida. Definitely. And remember, in, in 2017, now 2018, um, there were orange Silurians. Oh, yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. There were. Okay, rant over. By the way, the doctor is kind of sick today, so... Yeah, the doctor's going to have a bass voice today. We forgive you. Now, I believe, Doctor, you wanted to start by pulling Tilda aside. Yes, I did. All right. So everyone kind of settles and after almost dying. Well, I want to give it some time because that's something we actually have right now. You do have time. Yes. So I'm about to give it, I don't know, maybe maybe a day. Okay, so you guys get a, a decent chunk of time to do to prep. Yes, that's that's what I spend story points for. If you use the helmet regulators, we we not going anywhere. Not currently, at least. Cool. So, does anyone else do anything in that first kind of day of rest and recuperation? I'm gonna say. Virgil uh, goes walking. Cool. I'm gonna say, I, I have. If if you do rest, Kai, questions. you will re restore health. 
Yeah, I, I think he mainly just goes walking down to the pool and, and just, just rests there. Yes. Cool. Rests in his room. Greenhouse counters resting. Pardon? Greenhouse counters resting. It does. Yay! So do we get our story points back? <laughs> you do not get your story points back. <laughs> You're evil and I hate you. Um, shit. I have some things. Yep. So we'll just say if anyone needs us to do that, and also when we actually start making plans. Um, we'll come back to that, Perza, because the greenhouse is very interesting. Matilda. I understand I was busy, but did I get much of a sense of the engine while we were in the room with the engine, how it worked, how the ship flies, stuff um, like that? So, a mild idea. Can you roll me a uh, ingenuity transport roll? Yeah, I can. I love Ingenuity Transport. Um, does my Tech Adept come into this? And um, does my Transport Training? Yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, and does uh, the I Understanding of Transport come into this? Yes. Yeah. And, and is this something that Randall can help with, seeing as he hacked the system? Potentially, yes. Wait. Randall is going to offer his services when he realizes what Tilda is doing. 20. Yeah, the, doctor, the doctor may have the same idea, but we'll get to that later. So, Randall, roll me a Ingenuity Tech roll. Ingenuity Tech? I love Ingenuity Tech. Yeah, because you're, you're kind of taking it from a mechanical perspective, whereas Tilda's taking it from a flight control perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got 18. 18. Beautiful. So, with the combined kind of... And it's, there's not a lot of talking happening, I believe. It's mostly yeah. just like, hey, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, and then a lot of thinking, a lot of maybe writing down of what you're thinking. Drawing out plans and yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, you so that is not talking. Not talking, yeah. I assumed not very much. Oh, Randall. Randall does all the talking. That's yeah. not a problem. <laughs> just Tilda with the occasional, uh-huh, yep, okay. Tilda is not making sounds. Oh, not making sounds at all, okay. Tilda is nodding in response to questions. Cool. Or shaking her head. Tilda is not making noise. Got it. So, Randall, based on what you got out of the uh, the system and what Tilda you've learnt, based on viewing, understanding, and the history of transport, you guys figure out there are seven engines in the ship. You took out including one, the one you took we out took out. One, so six remaining. And the way that these engines work is they are able to manipulate gravity around the ship to then propel through space. It's a little wild. So in the same way that solar entities have their own pull, these kind of work off of each other to pull forwards. Okay. It is some, some crazy, crazy nonsense. So if we disrupt enough of them, we can stop them from moving. Potentially. At least moving very well. Yeah. Or if we overload them, we can make them move a lot. <laughs> In another and I will, yeah. I will, I will remind the doctor that the entire ship was made of that hodgepodge technology. Yep. I am very much keeping that in mind. The fact that the ship is made of 
technology that is a bastardization of my own people and our worst enemy. Mm-hmm. This is fine. Can you roll me an ingenuity and knowledge roll, Doctor? I can. Would uh, experience time lord come into this? Yes. All right. And. 23. 23. Um, the main thing that you kind of, in thinking about this over the, over the next day, is that both you, your people, and the Daleks are temporal capable. Oh no. Yeah, I'm definitely, Doctor's doing some research of her own, sort of on her own. Yep. Looking to see... Just sort of sitting in one of the comfy chairs and looking through those books that are actually just console readouts and stuff mm-hmm. and trying to find anything that the TARDIS got scan-wise on that ship. Looking at its engine, its engine specs, its, uh, like, the specifically what parts are from what tech how time capable it is yeah. when she has this realization cool we'll come back to that in a minute is there anything else you were wanting to figure out tilda and randall because you had a pretty decent combined role there um kato has ideas that tilda wouldn't um do you want to message me no it's fine <laughs> they're, they're kato ideas so they're kind of irrelevant okay um I guess you can spend a story from, point to have those ideas. You know that. No. Yeah. No. No. But I'm very aware that they're not things that Tilda is like. Tilda does not have that understanding of how physics works. Okay. So Tilda is not um, going to think of it. Cool. Um, yeah. I. I think perhaps when we come back to talking about a plan, I'll have more questions about stuff. If that's okay. Yeah, then. that's fine. That sounds good. Um, Tilda also wants to go see Faza. Okay, Ooh. so we'll, we'll we'll do the doctor, and then we'll do um, Fairza, and then Tilda will arrive. So, doctor, in last your... thing, that, sorry, sorry, yes. last thing with Randall, having hacked the system once and knowing how hard it was to hack, it was very difficult. I want to ask if the TARDIS can set up like a dummy station that I can practice hacking on. Okay, um, yeah, you should be able to do that. I guess I, I, I will walk into a room and there will be a mock-up of the station there. Yeah. Basically, and Randall's just going to mess around with it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, well, so just roll me a quick uh, computer's check. Ingenuity. Computer's check will take me to 20. Cool. I'll roll another double four. Go team. I will take that and put it in the bank for now. Excellent. Thank you. No worries. So, Doctor. Researching yes. understanding of the capabilities of this ship. Yep. You can roll me. This is going to be ingenuity and probably science or transport. You're going to get different All information right. based on which one you pick. I'm going to. Hmm. Based on my ideas, I'm going to pick transport. Okay. Roll me that good roll. All right. And would anything to do with my knowledge of Time Lord Tech come into this. No, because this is not Dang Time Lord Tech. Okay. This is fine. Everything's fine. We're all good here. Uh, 
How are you? Mm, 17. 17. I'll permit one question. Uh, I gotta think how to word this like a genie question. <laughs> hmm. Ah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you want to come back to it? No, no. I've I've got something. It's it's crystallizing in my mind right now. Yep. Is there any way that I can fuse the engines on? As in, put combine them. And no, as in like make it so if they start flying, they stop. They never stop. They just sort of oh, zip can you off into space. Can you sabotage it? Yes. Yes, of course you can. Good. Any technology can be sabotaged with enough moxie and know-how. Yeah, and perhaps perhaps a little drop of everyone's favorite uh, liquid sun. Everyone, little drop of everyone's favorite liquid sun. <laughs> yep. So you're just kind of for like a whole day thinking and doing that. Um, Virgil, if you do nothing for the day, your kind of sort of yep. genetic makeup is very good at healing. So you Yeah, are, I'm, I'm just kind of laying there staring at the ceiling, bored out of my mind. Yeah. It's like floating on a floaty. He's, he's, yeah, actually, no, yeah, they would do that. Cool. Just on a floaty. So you can, you can remove the damage that you currently have. Yay! Fair enough. Uh, I assume you let everyone know you're going to the greenhouse? Uh, I basically say, uh, I look around to see if I can help at all, and if not, I'm basically like, yes, um, I'm going to, uh, and uh, when we start planning, please call me, but I will be in the greenhouse until every notice. Uh, so, you know, come get me, but, uh, off. So you skitter off, uh, head down the hallways, and before long you find that glass door. Opening it, you're again overwhelmed with that sense of smell that only flowers can give. And it's an instant comfort. And you see those, those 13 rows. What would you like to do? Uh, well, I am um, oh, that my all my plants are okay. All yeah. my plants that are you know for everyone are, are or, but you know are for, for people especially are okay. You know my plant, my 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 vernos and my my moss plants are growing okay. And yeah. So they're doing well. The um the soil is quite beneficial to them as you already experienced previously, and they're thriving. Like, isn't there sort of like of sort of just like just checking on them? She's sort of being a lot slower than she needs to be, just sort of taking her time, taking good spending care of them. time in there. Yeah, just making sure everything's really nice, you know. Even you know, just little things like oh, there's a little dead leaf there. There's a little yeah, it's doing know, a bit of pruning, bit of care. Making sure they're all okay, and you know, maybe you know, scanning them to just sort of just generally put them on. Yeah, a know. quick scan shows that uh, their roots are growing deep, 
and <coughs> excuse me, they're quite they're growing quite quickly, like a lot quicker than they should be. So like they're already bordering on flowering. Um, which is a little strange considering how quickly, how, pre, how <laughs> soon you've uh, planted them, but that may be some TARDIS time nonsense. Weird in the TARDIS. It's not, it's not unhealthy for them or anything. They're no, not, no, like... they seem to be fully developed. It's just that... Weird in the TARDIS. Just weird in the TARDIS. They seem to be bigger than they were when is they should be. So I am internally grateful for the TARDIS mm -hmm. because she's lovely and I love her. <laughs> so, okay, that last line was mostly... That was mostly false. false. But yeah. Um. <laughs> I'll be grateful. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you do? I mean, I mean, I guess this is technically downtime. Mm -hmm. Make any sort of movement towards make, making another vial of my anti venom. Oh, uh, you can try. Yay! Cool. Uh, what what do I roll for that? Uh, that's ingenuity science. You need a pretty high success because you don't have a lot of downtime. Yeah, I figure, but you know. It's good to have backups. Uh, that's not good at all. Uh, Freaking freck. Uh, but maybe getting started? I don't know. What'd you get? Okay. Pardon? Uh, can you not hear me? Sorry. 17. 17. Cool. Beautiful. Yeah, okay. okay, so... Yeah, you, you're starting on a new vial, but it's slow work because this is still a new process. Kind of doing stuff that's familiar to calm my living yeah, anxiety. Just going through this is normal, doing science, looking after plants, looking at rocks, doing all, all these <laughs> things. Looking at rocks, rocks are nice. Here rocks, is, rocks I just me. have a rock that I just stare at. Here, here is geode, <laughs> it is cool. <laughs> So, my pet rock. Uh, a little while later, after working and relaxing a bit, uh, you hear a knock on the door. Um, the on your the greenhouse door, work, your lab room door. Ooh, my, my lab room door, which is my lab is my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I guess I I will go and take that. Yeah. Tilda. She's just standing there quietly. Uh, do you need me? Are we? Uh, are things? Is something? Is something happening? Do you need me? Uh, um, no, not yet. Sorry, I. Uh, I, I just wondered if you got anything off the Dawnbreaker new scans or anything. I really sorry. Uh, my signal went a bit weird. I just said, "Have you got anything? Can you repeat?" Uh, any any scans or anything? Any ideas? Um, weaknesses? Any, uh, trying to remember from last session. This is out of character. Um, trying to remember from last session, Mitch. If I got any specific yeah, you did not get any scans on the Dawnbreaker himself. Uh, you um, you were running at the rear. 
when uh, mm-hmm. sorry, at the, was at the rear, then it was at the front towards the TARDIS. Yeah, it's it's just like Tilda would ask. Yeah, he's um, trying to get more information. Yeah, Tilda uh, is looking for tactics. Yeah, I wasn't able to. Um, wasn't able to get anything on the. Oh no, that's okay. Um, that's but, that's fine. Um, Don't. It's just stay alive. That's more important. Uh, I plan you two. Um, I got some. I got some scans in the area. They got an idea of some of the material, but uh, I tried to get the engines, but didn't get much. Uh, I don't know if anything I have would be helpful. I'm sorry. That that's okay. <laughs> when we plan, I'm sure it someone can use it. Well, oh. oh, a tactical sorry. battle thing that's not really my. Area are not particularly helpful at the moment. No, no, that's it's not your responsibility. It's fine. Uh, I just I would appreciate if if you know there's danger. I can't. I can't trust the doctor's judgment in this, I think. I'm going to have to (laughs) use my initiative. Um, And a warning, if there's, if you scan something and shooting it would be very bad. Um, Or if there's a particular place I should aim, I'd appreciate the heads up. Just... uh, Will do. I've been attempting to do that, but you tend to somewhat uh, get there before me. That's, yes. Somewhere's the right place to shoot, and you've already shot it. It's quite impressive. Of course. I. Um, but don't. Don't put yourself at risk for that. Um, I need to keep the doctor alive. And. I should try to keep everyone else alive, but if you're in danger, then I can't focus so much on the job I need to do. So um, don't walk into people throwing grenades. Would be great. Um, oh, I won't be. I won't be doing that. That means I. Um, thank you. I'm sorry, and Tilda's just going to walk away. You just... Know that I can... Yeah, can defend that if she gets gone. Yep, just walk out of the room. Yeah. Okay. Said sorry, <laughs> and then just bailed. <laughs> Hear that sound? That's the sound of both of my hearts shattering. Sort of... You know, there are some people who, like, when they get interrupted, can't, like, function mm-hmm. for a bit. Yeah, Feather's just sort of doing that. <laughs> Say something, and now she can't, and... Just just sounds coming out of her mouth. To the room. Okay, does anyone mm. have anything else they'd like to do before we plan? 
doctor wants to talk to Tilda. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Where are you hiding, Tilda? Um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I suspect I am either in the console room or in my room doing nothing. Cool. Your choice. Console or bedroom? Uh, console room. Console room. Perfect. So, Doctor, you wait for a moment when you're alone with Tilda. I I figure the Doctor is probably, you know that thing that the Doctor kind of does when they're in flight, where they sort of walk around the console, just sort of hitting things and flipping little switches? Yep. Just sort of doing that casually. With Where, where in the console room would Tilda be? Uh, I suspect nearby, on hand, in case you need something on the other side of the console, but just standing out of the way. Observing, upgrade, rest. Yeah. And not at parade rest. Oh, not at parade rest. At attention. At attention. At attention. Ooh. At attention. Oh. Ooh. Then the doctor, it changes my plans. So the doctor on sort of on one of her rounds just says, Eddie, soldier. Tilda. Yeah, Tilda will go to ease. And Dr. Keeps just sort of lets the silence sit for a sec and then uh, just sort of goes, Tilda, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but how did you end up on the SS Jones? There is a very long pause. Um, yeah. Classified? <laughs> okay, so Mitch, out of character, what is the like level of clearance the doctor has at unit? Complete assuming. Alright. Alright, and then me this. In this universe, did I have a history with unit? Did I work with them? Yes. If you recall, Doctor, I, as you, as you will recall, Doctor, you met my commanding officer when we visited my time. Yes, I do remember that. You do hold a rank in unit uh, in recognition of your position and your role in maintaining Earth as a viable home for us. But my commanding officer was clear that he outranks you and his orders outrank yours. Well then, why the SS Jones? I do not understand how 
I ended up there. Well, I suppose that's something we're going to have to work on together. The mechanism by which I traveled is classified. Right then. I suppose you'll just have to find a way to uh, help me figure this out without revealing any classified data. Yes, Doctor. And I'm saying this to you not as a commanding officer, not as the doctor to a companion, but as your friend. I want to help you on this. We are not friends. And the doctor just lets that silence sit and continues, and probably like stops like across the console room from uh, from where Killa is and just sort of sits with that and processes for a moment and then continues doing what she's doing in silence. I assume Tilda respects the silence? Mm-hmm. And Equally that silence... That silence continues for maybe a good two hours. And one by one, the rest of the companions filter into the console room. I would actually like to do something before planning oh, yeah? happens. Hit me up. <laughs> so, I think after Virgil's rested up and he's got himself back to how he feels normal. Mm-hmm. He kind of just goes wandering through the halls, not really aiming for anywhere, but just he keeps having this idea of different types of weapons and if he had the ability to forge them, what they would be like. And he's just wandering, trying to see, not really even seeing if the TARDIS comes up with anything, just wandering with these ideas before he even goes up to the plan. Okay. Um, make an ingenuity technology roll. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Actually, no, this, this, is, no, this is ingenuity craft, actually. That makes no difference. Okay. Twelve. Twelve. All you can really think about is the stuff you've been trained with. Yeah, he's, different, he's... different things that you've used before that you don't have with you now. Yeah, he he keeps thinking about them. He's like, if I had this, I could do this, which would then help with this. And he's having all these little plans of if he had these weapons, yeah, what he would do with them. That's fair. Karma, what are you doing in the downtime before planning? Um. So I went and took a nap. <laughs> yeah. So which um, <laughs> is why I'm yeah. No. yeah. So we're, we're basically just um, having a yeah. small bit of downtime. Before the plan yeah. of attack gets formed. Yeah, that was a joke about how the cat wanted to take a nap too. Okay, cool. Yeah. All good. You know. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have a lot of things I can 
do. Um, probably I'm going to just poke around the TARDIS and like poke at various bits of junk. How dare you? She is not junk. Um. No, 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 not not her. Like stuff that the doctor has accumulated yeah. and forgotten in rooms yeah. over the, the yeah. centuries. And the you like essentially that. go for a wander to kind of clear clear mind. That's all good. Yeah, I feel like the TARDIS would probably recognize your propensity for like looking for cool things, and you find just rooms upon rooms of all of the things that have been accumulated over the Doctor's adventures. Cool. So, one by one, the console room is filled. Yep. And the doctor, you will note, has completely just, like, sort of put on a determined face for this. And, uh, Tilda, you def you definitely would spot this since you've been in the console room with the doctor after that last absolutely heart shattering line. God, my voice just broke. <laughs> and uh, so, as everyone files in, the doc the doctor goes, "All right, then, what are we going to do about this? I've got some ideas. I'm happy to hear input. I've got." quite a few ideas for how each of you might be able to help with this in uh, in defeating the Dawnbreaker without any unnecessary bloodshed. Um, from what I was looking at, Doctor, um, I've been practicing on hacking the consoles. I'm just just trying to figure out the the best way to do what we did earlier, but it's a very ineffective way to go about it, I guess, because they don't seem to be all linked together very well. If that makes any sense, like I could get into that console to get to that sun, whatever it was but it didn't seem to go to any of the others. Like, I could tell that they were there, but I couldn't do anything to them. So I don't know if that's going to make it much harder for whatever you have planned, but I have been practicing on that. Right. Well, good on you for practicing. What they say, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Right, then. So my idea, this is just one, is... Potentially, we could, rather than shutting down their ship, we could flood their engines. Somehow jam them wide open so that they go whizzing off into interstellar space. Point them towards the edge of the universe and let them go. Yep. Sure, Nobody there else can be hurt. Time. Surely we have enough time though to be able to fix it and go back. Well, not necessarily. If we do a good enough job, we might be able to burn their engines out. Essentially run their fuel dry. 
they what have is that fuel? Six more of those suns left. Doctor, I don't know how long it will take to run it dry. An alternative to sending them to the edge of the universe is to set pairs of engines against each other at maximum, which will increase the which will decrease the time it takes to run the engines dry and could potentially expose the ship to enough shearing force that it would be destroyed. Depending on brilliant. It depends on how well thought out their engine design is. It's possible that they'd shut down at a certain level of expenditure. It would mean we only had to interfere with three engines, theoretically, rather than all six. That is very possible. Thank you, Tilda. And I suppose one of the issues here is how well we're going to be able to hack that. And that is where you come in, Randall and Karma. You two are experts in that realm of expertise. I'm not, I'm not really sure how I could help. You're good at getting into things. You can certainly assist Randall in uh, breaking into their systems. It's going to be hard, but I know you can do it. We'll try my best. God, the doctor so wants to hug Karma right now, but can't. He can't. The doctor can do whatever he wants. In serious mode right now. <laughs> that's a that's a dangerous sentence right there. The doctor can do whatever she wants. That's a bold faced lie. <laughs> that's that's something ten at the height of his uh, sort of later depression era would say. You're right, it's true because the doctor wants to be friends with Tilda, but I guess she can't do that. Ah. Oh, 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 right wow. in the heart. Why are we right in the heart? emotions? Why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BRB retreating into the shell of uh, sadness. We, if this is the plan we are resolved on, we should discuss how we intend to execute it. I may be able to fly anything to the extent that I could sabotage an engine. Randall and Karma working together could likely sabotage an engine. The Doctor working alone could likely sabotage an engine. If we wanted to reduce the chance of interference, we could split up, but it would expose our group to significantly more risk. That is correct. And, that, and this is just one plan we could come up with other options. There's always other options. For once, we've got time. I, I would like to say, considering I was the last one to get in the TARDIS when we left, the Dawnbreaker is strong as fuck. Right. Like, Let's just say, when we closed the TARDIS doors, there was no door stopping him from the TARDIS. 
Right then, clearly flying the TARDIS directly into the eye of the storm is not the best idea. Well, last time we rode the TARDIS back in, we got caught in a trap. We don't know they might have others. Randall's going to uplink to the TARDIS, mm -hmm. say hello very briefly, and then put his memory of the Dawnbreaker's axe cutting through the steel wall up on the screen. Cool. I won't have you roll for that. And you all see the hulking suit of armour two-handed swinging the axe through the wall, through the door, and then bursting through like it was a paper banner. Yeah. Like a like an American football team yeah, running exactly through like a that. banner and onto the field. And the metal just giving well. way. Oof. Oof. That is also an exploitable trait. If we could entice him towards an engine, it's possible that the axe would cause a breach there as well. Which goes us again to risk. Willing to decline on his potential stupidity. I suppose so. I would love I mean, to see him hit an exterior wall with that. That Nothing we can definitely have as an option. If that does come up as an option, I don't mind enticing him. Alright then. We've certainly got options. I suppose we have to find a way to get all of us into different parts of the ship at the same time. If we are resolved, so to do. I think before even we need we do that, we need to get as, mu as much information about the ship as we can so we can figure out if three engines are going to be enough to do the job we need it to do. All right, and the doctor... The doctor pulls up the readouts on the, the big screen of, uh, like, everything about the ship that the TARDIS was able to get. Mm. How is this? scans from inside. I might be able to add some information. How are the seven engines arrayed across the ship? Because obviously they have to take care of three-dimensional movement. Uh, so is it, it was... that there are three pairs and then one? One, and we got the one, or is it one, less lucky than that? One core. Uh-huh. And then six that are essentially placed in an orbit. Oh. A, so you're a looking, static orbit. You're looking at, like, a cube. Yeah. With a, one like, on each, each one, one is the... Yeah. It's almost like a planetary system. Exactly. But in stasis. Mm-hmm. And obviously there would be rotations when the ship would move, and when the gravity would turn. Mm. Yeah. Um, and which, which one, one did we, we take out? out? You took out one of the um the orbiting ones. <laughs> okay. So destroying the middle one would probably have a bigger effect because the middle one can technically pull in any direction with equal gravity, I guess. Whereas one, say, on the top left, is going to be harder to move the full ship pulling 
lower bottom right, you know what I mean? Right, yes. So even if we could sabotage that one... It's also like, a good place properly. to start. A central location. Yeah. If, if then, like, it may have connections to all the others, potentially. Mm-hmm. And it even if it isn't well sufficient. Mm. I wonder if we can make them crash into each other. Yeah, were they, were they like, fixed things fixed. in the ship? It's a, yeah, it's like uh. an orbit in, that is fixed. Mm-hmm. So arranged okay. in an orbit, but not actually moving. So, in a word, in stasis. Exactly. Just furthering the sun motif. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break the only way I can think of it. If they change the gravitational pull of the sun, then everything around it messes up. Hmm. Right. I think I think that's the plan is to to make them either all pull in the same direction and not be able to stop so the ship flies off and doesn't come back or make them all pull in opposite directions so it pulls the the ship apart that was the two options we have yeah right and I suppose that central call will be essential to it Did we get any story pointer fills? Nope. Nope. Okay. Did that already? (laughs) Because this is a continuation of the same storyline. Yeah. Yep. This is what we get for doing a free session arc. (laughs) Yeah. If we started on that central engine and sabotaged that, we could then move out in teams to the additional engines if sabotaging that central one is insufficient. Um, if we leave the TARDIS there and move out individually, we should leave someone to protect the TARDIS. Also, if it is the most important engine, it is likely to be the one that is most heavily guarded and the one which will invite the highest response. It's also going to be the easiest place for the Dawnbreaker to get to, no matter where they are in the ship. Being central to everything. It's not like we're going to be on the opposite side of the station to them. Yeah, how how big was the ship? Just like, give me a a comparison with a Uh, ship from pop culture. Roughly twice the size of the moon. It's a big ship. The, like bitches, the Earth's the moon? Earth's moon. It's a giant ship. <laughs> Good boy. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so the issue, the issue with the uh, with going from one engine to the other is uh, just it. It'd be like walking from one side of the moon to the other. Though mm-hmm. potentially they might be centralized. You don't really know. Oh, fair enough. Information. Um, I would suggest if we intend to strike at the central and from there intend either to take on the individual auxiliary 
engines one by one or in pairs or in additional groups, um, we should decide based on the situation on the ground. Uh, I would say I would recommend, Doctor, uh, that you take perhaps Verza and Virgil to assist you if we were to split up and Randall and Karma take a more stealthy route to an additional engine and I remain to guard the TARDIS and to deal with any presence that floods towards the central console. If that is what we decide, uh, the alternative is that we all go together using the TARDIS to hop from engine to engine. This will incur a significant time penalty as it will take longer for us to complete dealing with the auxiliary engines and of course will allow them a greater time to mount a counterattack or to deal with whatever sabotage we construct on the primary engine. Like I said, I recommend making the decision about which of those plans to enact based on the situation on the ground. The, the Good point. Well, tends to be insulting, but if for Randall and Kana, who are like me, not particularly combat inclined to their own, even if they are careful on their way there, they could easily incur danger and not have any way to get out. We even have ways to communicate when we are separated. Sorry, what was that last bit? Do we even have do we have ways to communicate if we're separated? Because then potentially, if Tilda were left with the TARDIS and they were in trouble, they could communicate with her, and she could. But. We'd need to, we, if we if we might potentially be splitting up, we would need some form of communication. I should be able to whip something up. And uh, Mitch, I would like to... So, you know how... The Doctor has done this in previous times. Like Think like in Eleven's episode, The Lodger, how he yep. made like a communicator that could communicate with the TARDIS. Like, something like that. Yeah. You'd be able to rustle something up, given a short bit of time. Yeah. I should be able to figure something out. But I... I'm told that we assess the situation once we get there. However, having alternatives is always nice. So, we attack the central core first. I suppose the benefit to hopping around all at once is that rather than Rather than taking down all three engines at once, face the defences, we will, uh, I suppose, draw their fire to the centre to the centre engine, and then when we reappear, hopefully, nobody will be around or less. Um, if we're if we're discussing a division of of labour. It might actually be better to do a very quick jump to one of the outer engines first and dropping off a couple of us and then jumping into the middle and gaining their attention, which would give the, the first ones a little bit of leeway, I suppose, a little bit of safety just by them not knowing perhaps that we're there, if that makes sense. Right. Kind of like, I've got no... Sorry. 
Go on, Tilda. Long pause. If we're resolved to split up, then perhaps we should place one team on one outer engine, leave me in the center, and place another team on a second outer engine. And using our communication, coordinate the time at which to strike. I've got an idea on how perhaps we can attack the engines and at the same time distract them. It isn't exactly the uh, safest of ideas, but I suppose nothing we do is safe anymore. We will require, see, three vortex manipulators and some string. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm assuming the Doctor doesn't just have Vortex Manipulators no, on hand. It's so. quite dangerous to keep Vortex Manipulators inside the TARDIS. Yeah. Yep. Definitely so. You the Vortex while you're in the Vortex. Yeah, it's not a good plan. Yeah. Hey, bro, I heard you like time travel. <laughs> so we put time travel in your time travel. Yep. But I know Captain uh, Jack's been inside the TARDIS with his Vortex Manipulator. He's never used it in there, though. No, not used it, but it has been in there. Yeah, so it's, it's been in like there. Storing it's, it's, it in there can be a problem. It's, yeah, it's the storing what? and the chance of it activating is the problem. One one assumes that they have like an airplane mode. Yeah. <laughs> TARDIS mode. TARDIS mode. Oh my god. Please make sure all time travel devices are set to Switch TARDIS to mode. TARDIS mode. <laughs> all right, cool. So yep. do we, are we happy with the plan? I think that we're all going to die, but she doesn't say anything because she doesn't want to bring everyone else's uh, morale mm. down. I, I, I definitely think so. Um, after everybody's gone to like get themselves prepared, and think Virgil goes up to Tilda. Does anyone have anything else they'd like to propose? I would like to actually spend a story point for a hint because um, Karma is very out of her element and thinks that there's basically nothing she can help with. Okay. Or be Ooh, so yeah. do you want your hint in regards to what you can do or to what the group can do? Me as a player wants to what the group can do but I think I. Uh, you do. You do have a surplus of story points. Like you're one of the twelve. Yeah. You're one of the twelve pointers. Yeah, but yeah. still, I, I I've used a lot over yeah. this arc. Um, That's all good. So, a hint for you or a hint for the group? I'd like a hint for the group. Please. Hint for the group. Okay. So, your plan so far is pretty good. Distraction at the main core, whilst sabotaging multiple cores. Your main concern is the Dawnbreaker. The one potential flaw you've already identified is his recklessness. The other thing is that... And I'll remind you, you didn't run into a huge amount of security the first time around. You encountered six people in total. And were walking around for quite some time. So there is potential to actually sneak around. 
that you haven't particularly factored into your plan. Ooh. Randall Karma thing. So that's the main thing. Is you, stealth hasn't really been considered all that much. I just don't know what I we could sneak around doing. <laughs> um, I'll give you a little um, bit more on top of that. On top of engines, there is things like weaponry to sabotage. There is a bridge. There is internal communications. There's lots of small things that you can do to help the others succeed. Okay. Ooh, let's, yeah, let's take out their internal communication. Yeah, the ability to communicate with each other is a very, very handy thing to remove. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just had the most terrible of ideas, but I kind of just want to say it for comedy's sake. Because we need more comedy. Do it. Okay. Uh, you know that one. Of, you know that one. Uh, you know, in the like last four-part episode of the first Avatar: The Last Airbender, when they commandeer the airship and then they yes. get all the crew down to the bottom of the ship by saying it's uh, somebody's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just do okay. that. It's like yeah, attention crew. Where is the Dawnbreaker? <laughs> yeah. We've got a pretty thumb-based birthday cake. It's real nice. We've got it custom-made. They're all clones. They are all clones, which you've also identified. Everyone's birthday. Damn it. Hey, look, Buddy the Cake Boss has made a kick-ass... <laughs> Buddy the Cake Boss. Buddy the Cake Boss. Cake boss. <laughs> He's the I'm boss. the boss. I'm the boss. <laughs> God. This is my cake business. <laughs> Mia Familia. Okay, no. No more cake boss. Please. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. Really this is, why, this really is why I play role, role playing games. Alright. So that's your hint. Any changes to the plan? Or are we still going for the central one first and then spreading out? Well, I've got... I've got an idea dealing with, and this this is me as a player talking right now, as uh, mostly because thinking is the doctor is exhausting. But uh, I I feel like it might be distraction wise potentially a thing to like tell them we're gonna do one thing, like boldly state some plan, do like do the doctor thing, make a. Uh, this ends here speech, but it's all goes and sort of d distract them that way. That's an option. And then, and then hit their oh, engines yeah. and they're expecting it. I love that idea. Like jump onto the bridge and just go. Yeah. I was literally thinking of oh my like TARDIS appears middle of the bridge. Doctor stands within the protective shield bubble, makes a grand statement of how we're going to stop them. But it's, Totally, like I totally change the details, and then we hit them. Mm. All right, so I believe that's planning over. We had a couple of yes, things indeed. that wanted to happen. Yeah. We'll start with uh, Tilda yeah. and Virgil, then we'll go to Tilda Fezer. Um. Tilda. I feel like um, I feel like he'll be more better equipped protecting the doctor. I 
I, I, I know you want to stay with the TARDIS and protect the TARDIS and all that, but you're, you're a better fighter than me. I can take hits, yes, but that's all I really do. I I do reckless stuff. I jump on grenades. I I do silly stuff. You you every time we come up against an enemy, you're the one who's been able to take them down to be able to shoot them. I I feel like you'd be better helping the doctor. It's not my call. The doctor is in charge. I, I know, but I'd, I'd feel, I'd feel a lot safer if you went with the Doctor and I stayed with the TARDIS. Sorry to barge in for half a second. Are we still in the, in the console room when this is happening? It's an excellent question. Tilda hasn't moved. Virgil? Ne- um, I think... Virgil's definitely pulled her to one side and is like trying to stay quiet, but it's the Sontarans. Sontarans aren't quiet. The doctor's what do I need to roll to hear this? Upon like finishing the planning session, the doctor probably said something along the lines of, All right, then I'm going to need to kettle some string and a jammy dodger. I'll be back. And runs into the bowels of the TARDIS. What do I need to roll to be able to hear this conversation? Uh, awareness and survival. It's not going to be hard. Okay. I'm a Sontara. I was going to say good because that is a two on my sheet. So that's not good. Uh, Twelve. Yeah, you hear it. Good for that. Okay. Randall's just going to pipe up very quickly and say, Virgil, do you know how to fly the TARDIS just in case we need to get out quickly? No, but I can protect you all as you get in. That's I think, the thing. I'm... I, I just, I think the reasoning behind Tilda staying with the TARDIS is because Tilda has flown the TARDIS and Tilda would be able to move it to help us if that situation arose. For example, if we're all in the main core to start off with and then we split like we discussed... If something happens to the doctor and you and Feza while you're out there, Tilda can bring the TARDIS to you and potentially save you that way. Whereas if you're with the TARDIS, the TARDIS becomes a, a central point, but it can't go anywhere. So I think planning-wise, that's why Tilda suggested that plan instead. And don't sell yourself short, please. If it wasn't for Tilda, the Doctor probably wouldn't be alive by now. I, I've barely done anything. I've done reckless stuff, Randall. I've, I've done stuff to try and find out about myself and not protected anyone and. This whole thing with these things that Theo said and Stormbreaker and Rooster and all this connecting and... Randall can't help himself. At this point, he starts laughing. Holds out his left hand and shows 
the slight scar where the chip is underneath and says, you've done some reckless stuff. Like, wow. it's, it's not you, a monopoly here. You did it here. for a reason. Like, <laughs> you did it for a reason, Randall. You have reasons too. I'm not saying that, that any of my reasons were particularly smart. I have to say yeah, some of the stuff that's stupid. happened has been... It's been very overwhelming. Thank you so much for your support, Karma. It means so much to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see the light. (laughs) Like, all of us have done what we can to try and and help the doctor with the the task that she's taken on to herself to to get us all home, Um, to, to potentially fix the universe, which is totally fucking mind-blowing right now. I just can't process that much into it. So I'm going to stick with to get us all home, to get us all where we need to be. If you don't find out who you are and where you belong, she can't do her job to get you home. I know who I am, though, Randall, and I know I don't have a home. But, no, time out. You, You will have somewhere that you will belong, and... If you hadn't done those things that you deemed reckless, you wouldn't know who you were. You wouldn't know where you belonged. So I can't say that, yes, some of the things we've done have been reckless, but they haven't all been bad. They haven't all been, as you put it, selfish. I mean, look at me. I'm freaking robot man here. I... I can't fit in with normal society now. I can't go home and just be my, myself. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm giving different. Randall a hug. I'm. If you want to talk, if you want to talk reckless, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm still me, but I'm not. If that makes sense. You have people that care about you, Randall. I'm just a stupid potato who got killed by his superior. And at that, Virgil just walks down to the pool. Virgil. Well, that was stupid. Obviously, we care about him. I don't think he knows that. I don't I don't think he can see it the way that we do. I think you're right. Look, I, I know shit, I know we all care about each other. We wouldn't be here doing this if we didn't, right? But I don't I don't I don't think he sees it the same way that we do, I, I guess. He's going to get himself killed because he doesn't think anyone wants him to live. Well, I guess we need to we need to show him otherwise. I'm gonna um, go bounce off after the a potato to give him a hug. Okay, uh-huh. do I? Virgil's not actually at the pool. Where is Virgil? 
Vir- Virgil has kind of walked down a hall for ages and mm-hmm. done loads of different turns. He has no idea where he's gone, but he's nowhere near the pool. He's okay. just walking yeah. far, far away. Are you going to still look for him? Sorry? Are you going to still look for him? Like he's not the pool? Yeah, I'm going to try to go find him. I don't know where he's going in the first place. So I'm just going to try to follow him and hope the TARDIS uh, shows me the way. Yeah, this is going to be awareness survival. See if you can pick up a trace. Load today, so all my dice are weird. Virgil, where are you? What'd you get? Fifteen. Fifteen. I'll say, based on the speed at which he left, and the fact that you did, you went, you went somewhere else first before you started looking for him proper. You don't find a trace of him. Mm-hmm. I I would like to say Virgil at this point is now trying to look for a weapons room. He's gotten to that point. You do not find one. I know, but he keeps looking. He's he's at that point of emotion. He's like, I I need something comforting. I need weapons. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Um, Then we had one last check-in with Fairza and Tilda, I believe. Tilda, when she was pulled aside, went back to standing at attention. Yep. And is still standing. <laughs> Fucking hell. So after, I guess, I guess I overheard that emotional breakdown from... Yeah, it wasn't quiet. Awkwardly. And it's just like, okay, that happened. <laughs> but I still need to say what I need to say to Tilda, so I guess there's a walk over that. Yep. Poor okay. awkward lizard. Or awkward lizard who wants to tell you guys she cares about you but doesn't know how to. Um, <laughs> hold up. And I guess... If, is she, if she's just, like, standing at attention, staring straight ahead, sort of, like... Being, like... How tall are you? Very. I am very. <laughs> hold on. She has the lineup. It's, like, 6'8", I think. Mm. Zelda will look up at you when you say her name. I just that trying to keep everyone safe and you're very good at it, very much so. I said before I am not particularly capable, but that I can defend myself if I need to. Flicker. I meant to say that earlier, but you uh, walked away, so couldn't. And I just wanted to that would get out of your mind. But... I know. My job okay. is to protect the Doctor. My job is to protect Earth, and I can do that in the 
short term, but I can do nothing for the medium long term. I can keep Earth safe for perhaps, if I am very lucky, another 60 years. But what do I do for the Earth? 2100, of 2300, of 3000, of 4000. Only the doctor can keep the Earth safe on the scale. So to keep the Earth safe, I have to keep the doctors. And as happy as I can, um, it is not my job to protect you. And I cannot justify... I cannot justify favoring protecting you over protecting the doctor. So I would appreciate it if you did your best to keep yourself safe. So I am not put in the position of having to make that choice because I will choose the doctor. I am obliged to choose the doctor. What are all the reasons you've picked said her life? I know. This is important. To put. I would never expect anyone to put my safety over the doctors. Anyone else for that matter. Seemed concerned. And I hoped to... Potentially. I... I hope this is not distressing to hear, but I am concerned that if I were to make the choice between you and the doctor, my personal feelings would cause an unacceptable hesitation. That could be fatal. So I am in part relying on you and in part relying on me to see that that does not happen. So look, Feather looks a little bit confused. Like, I know what you're saying. Feather is slightly. Uh, because she doesn't get that you're saying she, that you care about her. Um, <laughs> Do you want to make an inside <laughs> check? Maybe. Just because I'm getting better at it, but she's like, because she's just like, because her brain right now is like, obviously you'd look after the doctor first. Like, what? why would why would you look after me right, make, make an oh. awareness presence roll. Alright, this is going to go terribly. Uh, I mean... My presence isn't great, but my awareness isn't bad, so maybe. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah, you're focused on the logic of protecting the doctor over protecting you, as opposed to the fact that Tilda is expressing that she does care for you. I will. I can to keep myself out of danger if that is causing you distress. Thank I you. I wasn't already aware of. I appreciate it. 
Okay. So. If I awkwardly walk off. Before we take a quick five minute break, <laughs> everyone gain a story point. Yay. For just general good role playing. And all is that, that on top of the? Is that on top of the one that you that is on top also of the one gave? That gave? Yeah. Oh boy. Also, thank thank you for that sort of reprieve because I took that time to write a speech. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Tilda, gain an additional yes. story point on top of that. Okay. Because you are Makes kind sense. of knocking it out of the park role playing wise today. Yep. This is this is something that I would kill a man to see on actual Doctor Who because mm-hmm. we've never really had a companion who doesn't like the Doctor that much. Yeah. It's been really good. And I've been waiting for yep. this moment for a long time. Um, <laughs> so, we'll take a quick break, grab a drink, and when we get back, we will be launching the attack. Yay. Yay. So Emotions. Yeah. I've, ri- I've written a two-paragraph uh, <laughs> speech for this sort of a, this is essentially my Pandora. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And I mean, I feel I feel like if you listen back through our show, you can find the influences of uh, different New Who doctors as I make my way through a binge. <laughs> yeah. Because like I had a lot of ten in the beginning, and now I'm I'm tr- even though we're so dark, I'm trying to add more of Eleven's whimsy. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Like, yep. 11's um, arcs were the darkest, really. So, Well, early 11 had sort of that child, like, despite the darkness, he tried to stay light. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, he was a good juxtaposition of the dark arcs because the other ones were still, you know, kind of classic who was just adventure and stuff. And then we get 11, who is. Just it's silly looking man, and like all his stories were heartbreaking. Yep. I have returned. I'm very very sleepy. Hey, okay. Are we pumped? Um, we psyched. No. <laughs> I was just I, talking I about how. I'm kind of glad that Fernanda failed that insight check. Yeah. I was just telling these kids about how I uh, I feel like if you listened back to our, you would hear sort of the influence of different New Who doctors as I finish, as I make my way through my binge. Mm. Well, it makes sense. The Doctor is like, an amalgamation of all of their previous selves. Yeah, and I, fe- I feel like like y'all compared my Doctor to Ten early on. Yeah, we did. And and then like this speech that I just wrote, very it's it's got echoes of the Pandora speech and the Doctor's speech to the Daleks in uh, the World War Two episode. Uh, World of and the Daleks. no, I don't forget what that one's called. Victory of the Daleks. Victory of the Daleks. Thank you. Yeah, a bit levity at the moment. <laughs> So much feels. Yeah. Lots of feels. Feel. 
I've managed to stop crying. That's good. <laughs> oh. oh, I gave myself too many feels. I should not have done that. I'm still tired. That's what our people are for. Tilda also had things to say to you, specifically in response to what you said, but Randall hopped on and then Tilda was like, well, you know. I have nothing. Yeah, done. I was like, I was sorry. Waiting, like, copying, <laughs> no, it's and then fine. Rand was like, no, I'm on this. I'm sorry. Like, no, no, no. Let's go this way instead. <laughs> Tilda does not need to respond to literally everyone at different points this episode being like, hey, 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 some things. So, Tilda's so, fine. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom real quick. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to step over you, though. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. It works. It works. It works. Fair, fair warning, by the way, I've got a little less than two hours in counting. Yeah, that's why I hurry <laughs> through to the, to the next bit. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, emotions. All right. BRB. Oh, I'm excited. You know, okay, you know what? I'm so excited about role-playing games in general. Like, I love them. The reason I love this so much is just because there are things that I'm thinking of, like, on the spot, like what just happened. That's not something I've, I've actively thought about. Like, Randall can't go home. Mm-hmm. Randall can't just walk into a hospital somewhere and say, I've, I've hurt myself, because as soon as they scan him, they're going to go, what the fuck? Yep. Yeah, he'd be <laughs> dissected by Torchwood and or unit. That's it. But not until this point has that actually become apparent. That's this it. has been this has been something on the doctor's mind since the since the uh, very first moment of Ainsley saying they're not dying, Doctor. They're being upgraded. She has been yeah. thinking. So like episode three, and we're up to what episode eighteen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything is fine. I mean, I've thought about it, I guess, on and off, that, you know, things are going to be a bit strange. I'm now at the point where, no, it's not just going to be a bit strange. It is totally fucked up. Yeah. So like, One, one thing I, I do want to say, though, is mm-hmm. I was not expecting to bring up the fact that of my ever first flashback of me getting killed by my superior, nobody apart from the Doctor knew about that. Mm. <laughs> This is true. None of them knew. No, we all no, know, but none of us actually knew. Yeah, no yeah. character. Yeah. The, f- the fact that I brought that up, I was like, I was not expecting that up. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So we, we both brought this, up... This whole party has a lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, related to... Regarding Randall not being able to go home, one, Karma never thought about it because she... She doesn't have the context of, like, robot people are going to be dissected. Yeah, because in your time, that's uh, normal. Yeah. Yeah. And two, she never thought about... Even It never occurred to her that he would be sad about not being able to go back because she has absolutely no love for where she came from. Mm-hmm. Just to get out. Okay. <laughs> Baby. All right, are we all ready to go? I just got back in my room, so yeah. I'm never ready. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm emotions. Yep. Yeah, I'm really sad the doctor wasn't there to hear Randall's whole "I can't go home" because oh my god. <laughs> that that's what I love though. It's like we've got one who's like I can't go home. The other one's like I got killed on my home. 
I have no home. And then I don't have a home, and the doctor wasn't there for any of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> work so well, guys. About our oh, God. If you ever want to, like, talk to the doctor about these things, please do. <laughs> nah. Please talk nah, to the doctor that? about feelings. Talking about our feelings? No. Yeah, you know what, no. doctor? We'll, we'll, we'll the doctor tried that, that with Tilda. Didn't work. <laughs> oh, I hate you. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you deserve that. Uh, he, just, he just pulled a, I'll explain later. Yes. Oh. You it. This is amazing. It, it's, like, it's like how for a few episodes we never can see in your hand because yes. it never came up. Yeah. Mm. Or, like how, or like how Lark Sage still hasn't been cornered yes. by Rue. Yeah. <laughs> it's been literally years. Yeah. yeah, I mean that. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean that's an old thing, but like I don't. Okay. Sorry. All right, Sorry. all right, guys. Reel it in. Reel it in. Let's bring it back in. Bring it back in. Sorry. Emotions. <sighs> what are emotions? I don't so, know. A few hours later. What are they good for? You are preparing to launch your attack on the sunship. Yep. Any last preparations or words? What is what is the funniest? Inanimate object that looks like a button that is not a button. Jamie Dodger's always a good option. <laughs> the doctor's the application of a bike picking out of the middle. Oh. <laughs> hmm. I almost want to say like a pen where just the, the clicky bit at the top. Yeah. Painted red. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. Paint the top of it red. Okay. Yeah, you, know, you know what? We'll go classic. Jeremy Dodger. Jeremy Dodger. Right. Um, Randall is going to quickly ask Tilda if there are any weapons around that he would be able to use just in case. Not that he knows how to use them very well, but he's played Call of Duty, so like he thinks he's... <laughs> he's played Tilda, Call do you of trust Duty. a civilian with a, with a firearm? Nope, it's also not my target. He can get his mind controlled. Cool, no, that's fine. I just, Randall thought he had to ask a question because we're going into a situation now that he knows is 100% things are going to get My response would be something along the lines of, I believe the TARDIS does carry multiple weapons. But they are the doctors to distribute. Hey, Kyle. You're going to hate me for thinking about this and also love it, I feel like, but... uh... I kind of want to bring up the question of whether or not Randall has weapon systems because Cybermen have been described by Sensation Eric Campbell as a walking weapon. Nobody and has checked he's... yet. No, yeah. so many times. Randall has checked. Has Randall checked? No, because that's not something he's thought of. Oh, oh boy. Times, though. I scanned him the last time he went mind controlled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I kind of. I hate myself, but I kind of want to spend a story point, like <laughs> donate a story point for Randall to think of this because story is up to you. Can I can use, I have story points. I can use a story point. That's fine. You know what? Let's do it. Let's spend a story point. Give We've Randall seen that the they sword. have weapons. We've seen Cybermen with weapons, so we have know we? they have them. Yeah, when we fought them and they shot lasers at us. So, Randall, are you trying to do this? Damn straight. 
Make a presence technology roll. Uh, presence technology. Okay. That one's not terrible. Now, do I need to, I've already spent a story point to get to this point, right? Yeah. I'm going to spend another one. Okay. So My inner roll. doctor is screaming, but me as a player is loving this. Oh, thank Christ for that. Okay. Um, 1923. 23. You start thinking about Cybermen and all the fact that they are armed, they are walking weapons, they are in and of themselves destroyers. And then you hear a little voice in the back of your head. No, no. <laughs> Yes. Oh, thanks, Lee. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. This is going to hurt. Good. Good. <gasps> <laughs> and Randall hits the deck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, I probably... This is when I walk back in. <laughs> doctor, doctor is... Is this in the console room? Yep. Doctor is immediately just, just, just scanning. Scanning, 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 scanning. So, Randall, previously your you had metal under the skin on your arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, your left arm, which is your non-dominant arm, I believe. Yep. Uh, the metal is starting to uh, congeal on the surface. Shit, 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 shit. No. Okay, so my left hand is the hand that has the chip in it. With left or right? I thought you left has the chip. Oh, it's the opposite one to the chip then. Okay, so it's right arm. Right arm. So okay. up, up to the elbow is metal congealing on the surface. So like fingertips to elbow. Yeah, fingertips to elbow. Okay, cool. And okay, so next episode we panic. <laughs> so, Randall doesn't hurt as much as you thought it would. It doesn't. <sighs> no, okay. I think I know why, and I hate you. Okay. Like, you can feel um, that it hurts, but you're yeah. okay. Um, so, just, just a quick time out. The reason for Randall saying good when the little voice said it's going to hurt is because mm-hmm. he understands that killing shouldn't be something taken lightly. Mm-hmm. So, having that option is something that he... He knows he has, to, well, he thinks he has to have, but it's yeah. not. It's not something that he he's going to enjoy. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, Randall. Yeah. In about twelve to fifteen seconds, your entire forearm is metal, and the joints, metal, everything about it, and you see at the center of your palm a small blue red dot. I'm standing like a few feet away because I'm too scared to go closer. I'm just standing there frozen. I'm like, I thought, I thought, I thought he promised that it would. The doctor is still scanning. I'm right up next to him scanning. It's not hard to identify what just happened. Is it just a straight up cyber arm now? Yeah, it's a straight up cyber arm now. There's nothing left. Cyber. Nothing left. Not even underneath the surface. Nope. Well, shit. That's bad. Silva has her gun out mm-hmm. and 
has the laser gun that she picked up last episode. Um, and she is taking a position where she can sight on Randall's head. Cool. That's pretty much anywhere in the room. Yep. <laughs> it, right. Aim near to the doctor position where she can sight on Randall. Yeah. And... I feel like after scanning, the doctor is probably going to, because me as a player, I know it just happened. Me as the doctor is panicking and uh, is just sort of like, Randall, talk to me. Tell me you're fine. Is, is everything all right? Tell me something about yourself, your, where you're from, who your family is. Just trying to trying to evoke emotions in him to make sure he still fucking has them. Yeah, yeah. Because this. So I'm, I'm I'm fine. Um, sorry about that. I didn't expect that to happen. Not quite that way. What? In any way? I'm, I'm sorry. What? What? Oh, what just happened? That's new. Um. Well, I was just thinking about going into combat and I asked Tilda about maybe having a gun because I don't know if I'm going to need to defend myself while we're in there and defend karma because if we're going to split up it's, it's yeah and um, then this happened and there is no mention of the voice no mention of fucking that how are you just because you thought of it um well, I remembered that some men are like walking weapons, and then I thought about like what would it be like if I had a Cyberman weapon, and then I fell down, and fuck it hurt. What happens next time when you, when you get hungry and you think Cybermen don't need to eat? Don't do me a favor. Don't think. <laughs> don't just don't. Um, because I like food too much. I'm sorry, I, I like food too much. I don't want to stop eating. Thanks anyway. Yes, hold on to that thought. Hold on to that. The doctor is getting a little serious here. Randall, we're going to fix this. Okay. That's... Yeah. Um... As far as karma's concerned, um, uh, was it Ainsley? Yeah. Mm. Ainsley just uh, broke his promise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As far as the doctor's uh, concerned. He can go kick his butt because he broke his side of the bargain. <laughs> yeah. We have to. For a rat. Okay. Okay. You're all assembled. Virgil's, like, Virgil doesn't come up till, like, the last possible, like, second. He's, he stays away from everyone. Cool. Randall has a Mega Buster. Um, let's do this. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Um, I suddenly feel less safe. <laughs> So do I, and I'm, me as a player is very happy this happened because it's given us a catalyst to do something about this. Uh-huh. Mm. something I can't really uh, hide anymore. No. You're welcome, Mitch. You're welcome. That was very nice. Um, so, are we ready to launch, and where are you going? So, 
my plan right now, and the doctor will have communicated this, is to first of all distract them. God, we're going over plans again. Uh, to distract them by essentially pulling up the TARDIS directly out front of their bridge, like right out their front window. Okay. And uh, she's going to step out and essentially uh, le- lead them astray by making a grand declaration of how she's going to stop them. And uh, then when they're sort of distracted and scrambling to prevent what the doctors told them is going to happen, then they're going to hit the central core and then the side engines in um, potentially whatever way. Is it possible to drop me and Randall off before you do that so we are already like ready to take down their communications when you're making the speech? Like, do we have all communicators now? Have yeah, the doctor given you, us communicators so we can communicate? You've got communicators. Yeah. Oh, hmm. The question is, is there a way for us to get the TARDIS in the Sorry, what? Sorry, you this... cut out there for a second. Uh, the question is, if we're going to be able to get the TARDIS into the ship with... Because if we cut can't do that... Uh, oh, wait, without it being trapped? Yeah. Can the TARDIS can, go uh, in without landing? And we can just step out, and then you can go up to the bridge. That I feel like that would be a story point thing. Possible, tricky story points, to, maybe. A, yeah, I have those. I actually have them now. Okay. Well, so does the old essentially, like, yeah, uh, the doctor looks to Tilda, and it's uh, like, do you think you're up to it? Zero response. All right then. Is do you actually want us to start as soon as they've got the word out? Yes, it's a good idea. If we can get in there without them noticing, then I suppose you two can get to work and we distract them and we get a head start. You bring down their internal communication systems. Right, so as soon as you tell them and they tell the ships, we bring it down so they can't tell the other ships uh, that it, it was a ruse. Wait, are there other ships? There's only one ship. Oh, sorry, uh, not the other ships. The other the, people. The, other, yeah. the yeah. other people, the rest of the ship. Yeah. 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 Alright, so the plan here is drop Karma and Virgil, or Karma and Randall into uh, Somewhere in the ship where they can take down the communications. Cool. And uh, then sort of go up to directly outside the front door to make my big declaration. And while they're scrambling in the aftermath of that, uh, go for the, the go for the engines. Yeah. And I'm assuming drop uh, drop our two. Uh, sneaky sneaks near one of the other engines just so they can run to that after do we all not want to start in the middle so that all of us are concentrating because we might be able to do this all from the middle ooh yeah so drop them near the middle and then you guys can meet us in the middle and we can get started there 
Cool. Where's yep. the bridge, actually? Like in yeah, where's on the scams? Where's uh, bridge is roughly um, near, nearing the edge. It's a spherical oh. ship, so yeah. Okay. But yeah, the doctor essentially wants to like appear on every screen in the ship and make this declaration, and okay. then communications cut out. But you're trying is to the plan? Plan the other two first. Yes. Okay. So, I want to story some, point spends. I, the... I, I give me one story point and a dope as hell transport roll. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn both of my my all two of my story points that I currently have. <laughs> to, uh, you, you can have a co-pilot should you need it. Yes, the doctor will definitely look to Tilda and ask her if she can help with this. She'll just start helping. Okay, cool, awesome. So yeah, I'm all out of story points and. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and roll this roll. So, Ingenuity Transport for you, Tilda, Coordination Transport. I'm spending a story point on the roll. Yeah. As am I. Cool. Yeah. Would Vortex come into this? Yes, as would Hotshot Tilda. Twenty. Alright. Twenty-eight. Okay. Just. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Till this twenty pushed you over the thirty barrier, Doctor. Uh, Tilda, I love you. <laughs> so you managed so. to quite rapidly and working very much in sync. Tilda's kind of gotten to the point where she's very in tune. With your mo with your movements, with your dance, yeah, to the point where she is compensating as best she can. She's doing the river song like the doctor switch Tilda the other way. Yeah, a little. And yeah, Tilda's getting quite to know the TARDIS quite well. Doctor's a little bit proud and a little bit scared. I should add, if you consider the amount of sass River Song has while doing everything. Just take all of it away and then away another like ten percent. Tilda is just very matter of fact. It's like very... watching the Borg pilot a TARDIS. Yeah. Oh, don't say that. Almost slightly apologetic about everything. So you managed to So a Canadian Borg. Okay, go on. To the sunship, <laughs> but avoid the temporal trap waiting for you. Yeah. So rather than getting stuck back in that prison cell. You get inside. And you're roughly yep. like a couple of corridors away from the central solar engine. Yeah. And you've managed to get to a point where no one is around. But considering the technology level, you probably don't have long. Yeah. Yeah. And so, immediately once we drop them off, uh, so essentially sort of hovering above the ground, as it were, so that we don't trigger any sensors, have them hop out. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, then immediately 
head off to a point where I can do my whole big grand speech and uh, have it essentially have it on quote unquote the main view screen to use Trek terms. All right, so in a snap, you're back out, floating in front of the sunship, and you watch as it blasts a shot of that solar ray on the planet below. Yep. And then uh, the doctor would like to essentially like grab, so lean out the front door of the TARDIS, grab the phone that is in the, uh, that's in the little thing in the door and is going to call up the ship. Alrighty. Uh, make a yeah. ingenuity tech roll. Ingenuity tech roll. You will be assisted. I will. Oh boy. Ooh, nice. 22. 26. Because she always supports you. Oh, she does. And I love her. Alright, so and I basically I want to like appear on there as just an image of the doctor hanging out of the TARDIS, phone in hand. Yeah, so you, you pick up the phone and you, you hear the... <laughs> and then that... Kick. And at that point, you, you know. They can see you, they can hear you. Good. Right, just... Hello, Dawnbreaker! <laughs> Guess who's back again? Now, you may be feeling very... Yourself, sitting in your fence ship bombarding the innocent people below, bringing about the end of an era of peace. But hold your horses, because that ends right exactly this minute. The line is drawn here. I can and will stop you with the press of a single button. And she holds out a jammy dodge. <laughs> I have all of your weapon systems, every single silly little gun of yours, targeted with an energy pulse that will fry them before you can say bingo. And if you're scanning the device in my hand and wondering why it's not registering its technology, haha, <laughs> reflective shielding, nice try. But with the press of this button, zap, so long firepower. So consider your next actions carefully, very carefully. Right then, off we pop, you behave. Closes the door. Uh, as you start entering in, you notice one of, uh, a ring on the sunship start rotating as a gun is targeting the TARDIS. Holds the Jamie dog just like silently and then brings it back in. You see it start glowing as you close the door. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, oh, oh, son of a bitch. Okay. All right. Yeah. And also, yeah, definitely the the BBC copyrighted yes. amazing moment music. Uh-huh. So Randall, Karma, roll me a good good coordination subdiffuse. And this is Story points. Story points. I think this is important for uh that we succeed, so I'm spending story point. Um I don't know if I can do this to you know what? No, I'll, I'll save it for after. I don't know. 
coordination subterfuge. Mm-hmm. 16. Cool. Thank God for a good roll, because I only have one point left. I didn't want to use it. Karma? 18. Okay. So, using what minimal schematics you know, you start heading towards the central engine, I believe. Yeah. You manage to avoid three patrols. You notice that every patrol has two paladins. Has two what? Paladins. Oh, okay. The armoured, um, kind of space mm. marine looking dudes. Which I've named paladins. The assholes. The assholes. Um, they're all very um, heavily armed, with both a sidearm and a rifle, and three grenades. And they all look exactly the same. Hmm. But you manage to avoid them via corridors, corners, doors, and sneak your way to the central engine room. Yeah. And kind of as you breach the central engine room, it is a spherical chamber. Almost like there's a platform in the middle and stairs leading up onto a kind of scaffolding that surrounds this massive sun. And then the kind of, if you um, think like Cerebro. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that's the kind of architecture of this central engine room. Whereas okay. the other ones were smaller circular rooms, this is a full sphere. And it's about like 10 times bigger than the other one. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting the sun in the middles proportionally. Yeah, proportionally bigger large. Bigger as well. Yeah. This is, as Tilda had estimated, this is the main engine, the other ones are auxiliaries. What do you guys do? Alright. Time to get to work. Um, we wait for the doctor's speech. No. Uh, you probably heard it, because of your communicators. Cool. As soon as the speech is done, I want to check to see if they are calling for battle stations or something to pull people to wherever they need to go. Okay, um, you're going to need to find a console to bust into. Can I not do that? There's no wireless talking? Because we have the ability uh, There to... would be some wireless signals for communications, yes. Cool, so, so I'd, I'd just like to tap those, please. Okay, so that one's a presence technology. Okay. And because of your preparatory practice, you gain a plus one on the hacking any of this technology. Sweet. Okay, so that makes it 14 or 16 with computers. 16 with computers, definitely. Sweet. Um, you start getting fragments. Uh, the, the, the frustrating part is the voice is the same, no matter who's talking. Yep. It's this gruff that's, kind of... That's got to be confusing. Yeah, so it's very confusing to identify what's actually happening. Um, you hear firing main gun, you hear uh, assemble at weapons, you hear assemble at communications, you hear assemble at engines, like lots of okay. orders being given out. Okay. Ooh. 
Karma. Yes. Keep an eye out for the others when they arrive. Um, the call's been put out to assemble the engines, and we're kind of in one right now. Okay. Um, well, so I'm, we're going to have we company. All right, I'm going to relay that over our communications. Okay. <laughs> and Randall is going to try and use his hacking. We need to find a console. Okay, we'll come back to that in a moment. Panning back to the TARDIS. Uh, so I was planning on essentially waiting for their comms to go down because that was okay, part want... of the plan for the you... two of them to disable the comms. Can... And then you can try and tell them to do that. Yeah, just sort of get up, get on the earpiece and just, all right, then I need you to take down the combs. And uh, moving the TARDIS, essentially setting us in a flight plan. Think like, have you seen the uh, first season of Star Trek Discovery? Yeah. You know the bit where they're doing all the jumps around the ship? Yeah, yeah, like that. Cool, 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 think, cool, cool. Think of that, but the TARDIS. Okay, are you jumping or just lying? Uh, just sort of a little combo of... All of the above. Just sort of. Okay, because if you jump, there is a chance of not being <laughs> in the same time when you come back. Yeah. Okay, not jumping. <laughs> I hate you for that. Oh, because that would not be, jumping. That would be great. <laughs> the battle against the ship of the dead. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. No. Just, just flying around. Yeah. It's going very, very quickly. Cool. Um, make a yeah. coordination. Whizzing plan. about. Gotta go fast. Would Vortex him into this? Yes. And tell it can assist if she right. likes. Please do. Cool. So the order, the order goes out. Try to squash the communications to the, yep. the boarding party. Yeah. What do you guys do? 19. All right. 13. 19 and 13. You cop a couple of hits from this laser. Great. And but TARDIS shields. TARDIS shielding, but it is very, very hot. Yikes. And as you're aware, Doctor, there are certain heat temperatures that TARDIS cannot, cannot stand. I hate you. <laughs> Although, I mean, the because TARDIS moving withstood around so it. Much, yeah. It's not a big deal. Just like, hot, 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 hot. But it is, yeah, it's... She's not in best condition. Yeah. Can I send a story point to say that after the first hit, Tilda would have increased her tactical involvement over where we were going and yes. evasion type maneuvers? Okay, yeah. In order to mitigate that as much as possible. Yes. Uh, you, don't, you don't want to spend a story point. You kind of just like go into military mode and kind of start. Do you give orders to the doctor? No. No. But you're <laughs> making recommendations? I'm not talking. You're not talking? Just... Okay. I... All I would do is adjust the coordinates of where we were going, cool. independent of what the doctor was doing. All right. Uh, you're, Correcting you, yeah. for her inability to think. Clearly. You, you minimise the damage. <laughs> yeah. There is still some, because this is a very advanced warship. <laughs> it has multiple guns that are tracking the TARDIS as, as she moves. So, Infiltration Squad, what's the go? Find a console. There are several Use. around this room. 
Is there any way I can help? Um, like, yeah. Maybe so figure out which ones. Yeah. Yeah. So Randall's good once he gets to a computer. He's not good at figuring out which one to go to. Oh, he's going to start hacking at random here. Yeah. So, Karma, mm -hmm. using your sneaking subterfuge, make me an awareness subterfuge, basically identifying the best breaking point. Okay. Using your expertise as a thief. Yep. That would be 18. 18. Very nice. So, you know that most people... In most ships, there are communication relays in most major rooms. This is to make sure that any communications to major parts and major functions are stronger. The thing that you remember is a lot of people hide them in the walls to avoid sabotage. Okay. So that's yeah. where you... So while Randall is like going for the consoles that are mostly about engine propulsion, direction... And management, you're yeah. looking in the walls for the best communication one. All right. Yeah, I'm looking at a wall panel. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just kind of like <laughs> uh, taking off wall panels, I guess, and just throwing them around. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't take you long till you find yeah. a communication relay. Yeah. That's kind of like, embedded in the wall. A big old, okay. big old unit there. Okay. But yeah, I'm just having the mental image of this little cat, like, um, chucking wall panels everywhere. It's more <laughs> just like using the claws to unscrew and then they just fall next to her and she's like, oh, that's neat. Um, next one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, Randall, look, uh, I found the communication relay. Randall spins around. Good job. He points with his right hand. <laughs> Put that thing down! Oh, sorry. Sorry, that's... Gotta get used to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that this is a part of the story that has happened now. Uh, we needed so, this right now. Yeah, clearly. Um, hack the, the console. Hack the console. The hack the planet. So. I don't want to turn it off straight away. It's up to you. Turn it off. I want to... I want to firstly, using my awesome memory, yes. replay the command to go to the weapons or whatever the hell it was, mm -hmm. and replay it multiple times, so that will be the focus oh, of okay. where they so need to be. So you'll go to weapons, go to weapons, go to weapons. And then oh. we cut it. Okay, cool. Make a hacking roll. Ingenuity I love it. It's like you're doing like a Home Alone, playing the movie and scaring the burglars off. Type. Exactly, exactly. So let's keep as many people away from the engines as possible. This is hilarious. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Yes, but. <laughs> the Star Trek. So, you do manage to disable it. And all you do is loop the message again one more time without the focus. Okay. So the message goes out again and the call to arms happens, then it cuts yeah. out. 
awesome. Great. Yeah, so you haven't diverted, but you have uh, definitely. Cool. Next step. This engine room's the big one. Mm -hmm. Can we? Do you tell the doctor that? That Karma can do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, like I'm. Uh, like giving you updates over the call. I'm basically Uhura right now. Yeah, love it, cat Uhura. So, comms back. Um, their their internal communications are down. Thanks to a handy all right. hacking roll. All right, the doctor targets right for the center of the ship. Yep, ingenuity transport. Total coordination. Oh if you're assisting. Ooh, nice. All right. So, 15. Cool. 24. Yep, that's 25. You're all good. So, having already navigated the trap, you now know how to avoid it in future. Yeah, suck it. So, second time, like the first time was a guess. The second time you've confirmed the hypothesis, you are now able yep. to breach it without having to Yay. dodge it. So. I, I really want that yes sucker to be in character. <laughs> yeah, sucker. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. The this isn't the BBC. We yeah. can say things like this. Exactly. <laughs> we swear constantly. Yeah. So, Doctor, yeah. you I mean, take her in uh, with Tilda's assistance and land with a bit of a thud. I feel like the doctor like holds up her hand for a high five, but Tilda doesn't take it. Probably not. Well, do you high five the doctor? I do not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, no. busy um, equipping herself. Yep. All right, then the doctor rushes out the doors. Mm-hmm. So you all Sonic in hand. spill out and lock the door behind you. And Randall is already I hard at work at the consoles by this gigantic sun. I know we got a description earlier, but you didn't mention the number of doors. How many doors are there into this room? Okay. Is there a place from which I can see all of them at once? The central platform, yes. Okay. It'll be a bit of a um, uh, patrol, so you'll be yep. able to see three at once. That's. I'm pretty pretty sure Virgil will go up to the same point as Tilda and yeah, help. Yeah, you can take that. opposite watch points. But yeah. So far. No paladins. Yep. So are we overloading the engine? I believe that was the plan. Yep. yep. I'm gonna All right, let's do that. The way we're gonna do it is we're gonna do it. I've had an idea. Doctor, I've had an idea. Mm -hmm. They're shooting outside, right? Trying to hit the TARDIS until oh no, the TARDIS is here. Um could we divert power from the weapons to the engines still give the weapons some so they still fire but they don't do as much as they were good can idea we, can we divert the power in such a way that makes the engines overload with it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but we want to take the weapons offline or as much offline as we can at the same time yeah so they can't yeah. keep firing on the planet below yeah. Ooh. The more yeah. Complex, uh, the more complex the action, the higher the difficulty. 
Well, this way we're not, as far as complexity uh, maybe, goes, we're just um, redistributing the, the power allocation as yeah, opposed just, to totally disrupting it. We're just, like, trying to sh shunt the power from weapons into engines and m either make the engine shut down, f like, when it reaches a safety threshold or make them actually overload from all the power. Yeah. So, part one is yeah. diverting power. Yep. So, two people can participate. Let's do this. Uh, what is the role going to be? Ingenuity tech. I would like to do it. Who else is going to do it? I believe Randall. He's already doing it, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I believe it was, it was Randall and whoever else. So, yeah. both of you... So, Randall is leading this. Doctor, you're assisting. Yep. All right. I'm going to use... Just for just for you and because I hate my... I'm going to use my silver dice. Okay. <laughs> so, Ingenuity Technology. Tech Adept does not apply. But computers does. Great. Ooh. Okay. I don't have computers. Randall does. So. I do. <laughs> Alright. And that gives me a 20. Give me a moment. 21. Okay. The classic Doctor Who roll, 6 and 1. That is a success. <laughs> As the sun in the center of the room starts to swell a bit. And you notice the kind of small solar flare jets coming out, being contained by an invisible barrier. Alright, and then immediately back into the TARDIS now, so we can... Tell it on You see and hear... As doors on opposite sides of the room open. And... I get ready to fire. Two paladins on each side. Alright. So, for the others, are you participating in combat or are you getting into the TARDIS? Running. I'm getting into the TARDIS. <laughs> cool. Randall is participating in combat. Okay. Yay! Oh, no. <laughs> oh no, what have I created? Who are you, you got assisting? Um, Virgil, because I want to show Virgil that that we do, we do love him. Okay, uh, this isn't going to be a like strict combat scenario. We're just going to be kind of a bit of fire, fire back because I don't want to kind of bog down this this section. So, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Tilda, can I get two coordination marksman rolls? Um, apply a plus two for trick shots. On top of that. Sure. Uh, Virgil, can I get a coordination marksman roll? Yep. Randall, can I get a coordination tech roll, please? Ooh. Certainly. I am spending my only story point. Okay. Eighteen and twenty-one. Eighteen and twenty-one. Thank you. Tilda, two hits. Just standard hits. Cool. Virgil. <laughs> 
29. Yeah, you obliterate. <laughs> Keep going. 12. 12. Go bye-bye. Randall, unfortunately you miss. You're I not had used a really to how roll. this works. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> Virgil see, sees you miss and then just kind of angles the rifle as this kind of slices through the second paladin. Mm. So they are aware <laughs> of your presence. This is the blastiest party the doctors ever had. I just look over at Virgil and say, my my sights must be out. <laughs> right, he doesn't say it? anything. So Tilda, with ease, you just five rounds rapid, both of them. <laughs> this is with the laser pistol I picked up. Yeah, the laser pistol said that this is lethal damage. Yeah. So you've just you just killed both of them. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, and you just planting the shots you see and both of them like in the neck just just above the the plate armor you kind of identified the major flaw in in their armor and that is with all plate armor is that there are gaps and the the standard paladins don't wear helmets take that aesthetic that's deeply foolish yeah i am judging their military mind <laughs> judging the dawn break aesthetic Okay, so what's the plan? Hop in the TARDIS and head to the next one. Who's hopping in the TARDIS? Everybody, I hope. Yeah, I think we're doing the everyone hops way of doing things. Okay. Hopping for your lives. It's like uh, it's like ten said the rose in that one. Mm-hmm. So. Is that as discussed? Yeah, I would assume. Because we, we said we'd... Uh, Assess the situation on the ground, and so, I feel so like I'll, I'll remind there's... you. All you've done is reroute power. Yeah. Oh. Is That's the engine I mean. going to overload though? Nope. You don't know. We don't know. And there's still a force field around it. Oh dear. Can we reroute scans more on power? the systems to see how it's going? Like with my scanner, like scan the shield, Please. scan anything. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Can I reroute yes. more power from other systems? You can certainly. Sorry, buddy. <gasps> Actually, I want to route power from the force field to the engine. Oh. Yeah. Feedback loop. Okay, Randall, uh, hacking check. Fares our goggles check. Now I roll well. Does Doctor do a hack? No, this is kind of combination of these two now. Okay. Oh, double hey, sixes, uh, baby. Yes. 29. Is that like an 87? <laughs> It's it's a twenty four, but that's the highest I can get on yeah, that roll. That is so with a combination of fares are like telling you what where the weaknesses are in the shielding and all this you manage to again draw the power into this central core engine and you can see flickering on the shield and where you see streams of this solar energy escaping the shield mm. as the room is heating up. Okay. That's good. Now I want to, is it possible, and I'm going to ask Fez of this, because Fez is there doing the scanning, mm -hmm. is it possible to destroy this console so they can't stop it from happening, or do I have to find some way to lock it out so they can't change it? No, Mick, is there? Uh, you can certainly try and figure that out. Good always... No. <laughs> That's an ingenuity tech roll. Try and figure that out. I mean, I could do that. I can help. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not, I mean, I feel like this is, maybe I should just help Randall figure it out, because my tech is too. Me as a player has figured it out. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, everyone hears a thudding. Oh no. Uh Oh. Uh, okay. We're gonna be quick. Another thud. Which direction? Coming from one of the closed doors. This rhythmic... Okay, I'm gonna run to that door and put my lock picker on it and set it to lock. Oh, okay. And leave it there. That's a deadlock it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was about to say. Virgil at this looks very happy. So, what was the ingenuity check from Randall and Taylor, please? Um. Uh. Eighteen. Okay. Feza? Sixteen. Cool. So, you can destroy this and not really know what the consequences are, or you can try and sabotage it, like kind of lock out people. The problem with locking out people is that any kind of superior officer can override. override. Yeah. yeah. destroying it might be the best idea. We have to destroy it. Alright, everyone into the TARDIS. Um, Virgil? Wreck it. If you've seen the first Avengers and you've seen how the Hulk grins when he when he gets told he can smash, it's like that. Virgil's like, yes, yeah. I am here. I am doing this. Yeah. So Virgil. Also, yes, Doctor. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna ask if Karma's gonna get her lock thing back because don't want to no, lose it. Well, I'm leaving. This is important. I'm leaving there to give away. Yeah, to, to try and delay them. Yeah. Okay. So. Virgil, make a... Yes. Are you bashing it? Are you shooting it? Um, I think I'll bash it. Cool. Strength fighting. Oh, yeah. And you can all hear beeping coming from the door. Where lo- that Karma has locked out. Hell 22. yes. 22? Yep. Yeah. Using the butt of your rifle, you just bash and bash and bash and bash. And this thing just becomes kind of mushy computer. It's like the gif of Spock breaking the computer. Yeah. Um, I've sighted on the door to give Virgil cover. Yeah, yeah, I assumed. Uh, so yeah. the beeping at the door stops. What do you guys do? Yeah, cool. You start yeah. spilling into the TARDIS. We out. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah. As you start spilling into the TARDIS, you see a red line cut from the top left to the bottom right of the door. <laughs> oh my. Ugh. Straight fucking guy. the lock. And your locking mechanism come. Oh, yeah. Oh. We'll get you a new <laughs> one, a better one. one. We'll go back to Terrible Planet and get you a new one. Get and a this, couple. This gauntlet grabs it, the door, <laughs> and rips it open. Bye. And you Virgil? see, as starting oh, to enter the room, the Dawnbreaker in Hill of His Majesty. Everyone spilling into the TARDIS. Yes. I, I definitely think that Virgil will be one of the last people in 
you try also, and make sure Doctor had enough time to get ready to then jump. Okay. So is this Tilda and Virgil kind of shooting mm-hmm. to try and protect? Mm-hmm. Okay, both of you make uh, coordination marks and rolls. Doctor, you're, where are you jumping? Uh, the next engine. Next, next engine? Cool. Make, yeah. Make a coordination transport roll. Alrighty. No. Is the mute, can you guys like, hear the music in the background? 27. Oh, I cannot. 27, cool. Uh, Fuck, 15. Alright. 15. Axe in the left hand. He starts ascending the stairs and raises his gauntlet. As you fire, both of your shots are redirected into the hand of the gauntlet, into the palm. Oh no. Oh no. Get into the target, get into the target, get into the target. And then he squeezes a fist together and and place that hand back on the axe. I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. And just steps up. Continues, continues up the stairs. And Doctor, what was your transport roll? Fifteen. Fifteen? You're almost ready to jump. You need a moment more. Oh, son of a bitch. Tilda Virgil, what do you do to slow him down? Yes. Everyone else I assume is in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. The door hasn't closed. The door has not closed. The door is open. They're waiting for you, but they need just a, a moment more. I want to do something stupid, but I know no. it will get me killed. Don't I swear, you to dare. God, I swear to God, I will, I will jump out of the TARDIS if you do that. I will jump out of the internet and kill you, Kai, in real life. <laughs> uh, as he's stepping... Hey, okay. he's stepping... Is he stepping up to the platform? Yes, he's stepping up the stairs. And he's can I making my way down the supports for the stairs? You can most yeah, certainly that, do that. that that's what, whatever I did was make, that would actually work. Tilda, make a trick shot. Virgil will make it just a standard coordination marksman. Uh, you watch as the axe is being reared back to swing. Two hands. Okay, this is these 20. 16. 20? Cool. Double one. Oh. Yeah. So. I wish I had marbles. Both of you hit the supports, and it starts to kind of buckle a little. He gets stuck, and as he steps, it kind of starts giving way, and he retreats slightly. Ha-ha. He doesn't stop his swing. And as he swings, yep. he releases. Mm-hmm. And the axe starts circling towards the two of you. Okay, stupid plan. I've got an idea. I need both of you. How are you defending yourselves? I'm going to run and grab the axe. You're going to try and grab oh. it out of the air? I'm going to try and grab it out of the air. Alrighty. Missile snaring. So. So there's just going to dodge in a standard human way because she is a human. Um, yeah, so Tilda, your, your, your dodge is basically guaranteed now because if it's going to hit anyone, it's going to hit Virgil. Yep. <laughs> so, Virgil. Yes. This is going to be strength and fighting. Yep. yep. I'm going to give you a plus two from your Centauran heritage. 
Okay. But other than story that, points. Story points. I have not. I have no story points. So this is a contested I used my role last one to against. Can can I donate one? I'm watching from the door. You, you can donate. I'm one. watching from the door. I'm also watching from the door. Please, can no, I donate one? You can donate. As no, many... you can do it. Don't you dice our potato, Mitch? So you have a story point to spend. Come to the afterlife and kill you. Can I also donate him one? Up to you. I don't think we need two. Oh, you sure? Okay. It's up to you. Like, I, I want to, but also then I'll only have two in case we need them later, but I'm not really doing oh anything. So like... Save them. Save them. Okay. Roll the four dice, and then strength fighting, plus two. So I've got no, a base of 13. Please, please. Oh. Okay, shit, uh... Oh no. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Oh, for fuck's sake. Come on. Oh no. So. Oh no. That is a no but. What? Yeah. Oh, you don't grab it, but it doesn't kill you. How's that? How's that? (laughs) So. You manage to get both hands on it. As it rotates uh-huh. horizontally. Uh-huh. <laughs> but as you grab it, you can't stop the momentum. Oh, shit. I'll as, go with it. It's fine. And as you do, it, the momentum buries the axe in your side. Mm-hmm. It's about six inches deep in your side. Yep. Wow. You're going to be taking six damage. Okay. This is damage to resolve and strength three apiece. Oh, that's fine. I'm still alive. Phew. Wait, that armor affects my armor and my tough. And but now we have an axe, and and he doesn't. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> so entire armor reduces it by five. Five. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, right, so you take one damage to strength. Ooh, Dope. nice. That's suck it. That's awesome. And I'm so glad I put it on. Yeah, so am I. So, uh, Doctor, make a one last coordination transport roll. All right. And as on, Virgil, it is still buried in your side. Yep. And you see the Dawnbreaker raise his left hand this time, and make a mm-hmm. pulling, make a pulling gesture. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a four. And well, the really axe good. starts shifting in your side. Oh, I really yeah. hate that. Ah. Yep. And pulling towards him. Get into TARDIS now! Get into TARDIS now! I thought they were, like, standing in the door. They were standing at the edge of the staircase. Um, into the fucking TARDIS. So, 13. I think Tilda jumps in. You didn't need mm-hmm. very much for this one. And then, Virgil, what are you okay. doing with this axe in your side? It's a very big axe. Come here, let us get it. Um, I would bring him. Yeah, yeah. It's more, I was say, I, I would, what are you I doing would, with this axe buried in his chest? I'm not. I want, to, it's bad okay, I, I want to hold onto the axe and try and take it with us into the TARDIS. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to take that thing out right now. <laughs> not just no. that. I want him to not have an axe. Strength athletics. That too. Very good. It's like to mine not now. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Us now, bitch. It's like the, it's like that uh, that one Tumblr post, like accurate 
uh, like good responses to being stabbed 18. with a sword. You gonna want this back or can I keep it? Eighteen. <laughs> you're, you're trying to resist the pull, but you you just can't. If you keep continuing to resist, you're going to succumb to the pull and be pulled in with the axe. I think you have to let go of the cool axe, man. I want to hit the axe with my gun. As in shoot it. Or bump it. Yeah, I want to try and... I want to try and hit the axe at a point where a piece of axe stays in so I don't lose any support. But, like, the rest of it can go back. Okay, so you're basically trying to sever the blade? Yeah. Cool. Effectively. It's a double-sided axe, but yeah, sure. Cool. Roll a... This just be a cool... Uh, strength fighting. I like it. Are you trying to shoot the axe while it's in you? <laughs> 16! Why am I rolling shit? Uh, you're going to damage yourself in the process, but you'll do it. Fuck it, why not? So you're going to take um, damage that isn't reduced by your armor because this thing's already in you. So you're going to take two damage, probably, I'm going to say to resolve. Uh, that's fucking fine, I don't care. Cool. So, the, the head shatters and you've got this, like, jagged piece of metal in your side. Yep. And the axe... If I can't have this axe, neither can you. The axe swoops back to his left hand. It's a shitty axe now. It's two yep, heads. Yep. It's two heads, but I've taken down part of one yep. of the heads. And I believe Tilda grabs your shoulder and drags you into the TARDIS. Yeah. Doors lock, and the doctor presses the go button. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. The noises, the grinding, and you land four seconds later. You guys know you're on a clock now. We have to fix Virgil. He has a piece of... He's fine, he actually. In he, his... I'm perfectly fine. Nothing. I feel, like, like... I feel like the axe is more like wedged in his armor. Yeah, it's just like there. He's not oh. um, bleeding out. If anything, oh, oh, the axe head is, key, is stopping the bleeding. Yeah, yeah he'll be fine. That's, we'll that's, take why it out later. that's why I hit it, so I could not bleed. Mm. Yeah, okay. It was, it was actually a very like, was in, informed combat decision. Mm-hmm. It was very smart. Well, it's... it's I'm pretty sure Sontarans know that if you're hit and it's something sharp, you keep it in there, otherwise yeah. you're fucked. Exactly. Like, yeah. smart move. So, I assume <laughs> you guys spill out to the, one of the auxiliary engine rooms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, go, go. Cool. You come out. Let's see if there's anyone waiting for you. Don't you dare. I mean, Tilda is going to lead the charge out. Just yeah, Tilda, you right lead behind. the charge, doing a quick sweep of the room. It's empty. <sighs> Take up guard. Virgil Same thing we goes to the opposite side of Tilda, so that they're at two separate points, so they have full guard. Yep. All right, hack the planet. Hack the We're planet. doing the exact same thing again. Okay, all right, diverting en- where are you diverting power to? The so to this the, engine. Cool, the so engine. from the shielding of the engine to the engine itself? That's correct. Yes. Okay. And from uh, maybe like a bit from the weapons, like a bit from here and there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. A bit from like the artificial gravity yeah. on deck 2000 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big ship. All right. Mate. I'm glad some paladin the floor. So who is, who is assisting? 
doctor. Cool. How about the artificial gravity in the main engine? That too. <laughs> Floating dawn breaker. Oh, that's an awesome idea. You would have to be in that specific engine, probably. Okay, no. Just just divert it from some random systems from like the. Not life support. Yeah, not life support. Breathing. Can, can we divert it from the gravity in the surrounding floors from where we are? Ooh. Ooh. That's Basically, to I'm make assuming. it hard for anyone to come to us. You can do that. Let's do that. Let's. Okay. So, are you diverting from the shielding and the local gravity of this region? Yeah. Yeah, but not in this room because we're in here. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so Randall leading the charge, me assisting engineer. Yep. So, him All right. with those rolls. Hit me with your best Nine. Ten. I still get the plus one from the hacking I did before, yeah? Yes, you do. Sixteen. Sixteen. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. I've been forgetting that, actually. I only did it once. That is a Yes. <laughs> Awesome. No buts, no ends. Oof. So, again, you redirect the power and you watch as this small sun starts vibrating and shaking and the jet streams of solar energy start leaking into the room. Alright, and back into the TARDIS again. Let's go! Doing this. So, you have... This is Now, you now have four more to choose from. Uh, I, the way I saw it in my head was like, if there's the six engine orientation with the center, two sort of ones to the quote unquote left and right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that the only movements the ship could do with those overload, with the remaining two engines would be to like spin around essentially. Okay. So is your intention to destroy the ship? Because that's what you're trying no. to do right now. You're, well, over, you're overloading oh, engines. We're trying to, yeah, yeah. I thought that was the point. Yeah. Or, well, Just sort of like break apart the enough. ship. Yeah. yeah. Not so, necessarily blow it up like the Death Star. But kind of rip it, shred it. Yeah. 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 Break it into bits. Shred it. Okay, cool. So, that's going to be another transport roll. All right. And I need you to pick one, two, three, or four. Uh... I'm going to go with four. Okay. And tell Dick and you assist. 22. Oh. Mm, nice. 19. 19. You whoosh, and then land with a thud. All right. And hack the planet. Tilda steps out of the door. Oh, no. And you see two paladins. Differently Trap. equipped than what you'd previously seen. Okay. These two paladins have rather large shields. Oh no. Grenades? You can't see them. You can't see their main body. Like, you can barely see their heads. And as soon as you enter right. the room, the stars lands, they take like a crouching position behind the shields. What are you doing? Um, 
Are there any other salient features of the room? Uh, anything I could shoot to fall on them? Spend or a story point if you want to get some chandelier nonsense going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chandelier nonsense. Yes. Oh, I love Anagans. it. Yeah, if you want to spend a story point to try and get um, some, some like ceiling plating sure. to drop on them, I'm fully down with that. Exactly that. I would spend a story this point. This is why I love Doctor Who. Okay, make a trick shot. All right. Twenty-two again. That is an abysmal defense roll. Jesus. Hey. So, you quickly analyze the scenario, and before anyone can even voice an option, look up, shoot the paneling on the roof, and it starts falling. And as you shoot and you, the blast goes off, you all hear a very familiar beep of a grenade. Oh no. Oh no, where? And then Just the, close the TARDIS door! And then the roof lands, and an explosion happens underneath the ceiling panels. <laughs> yes! <laughs> fail! Oh, Epic space. grenade fail! And you hear six grenades go off. Oh, I imagine it's just the sound, just sort of a whoomph. Yeah, just this big whoomph, and yeah, you're quite sure that those paladins are dead. Mm-hmm. That's, That's sad. Good trick shot. Very, very <laughs> smart move, because I'm pretty sure that you knew exactly what they were going to do, Tilda. Mm. Which so was, was throw grenades from behind shields. All right, now hack the planet. Hack the planet. Hack number three. 20. Yep. Damn. Guess what, guys? What? You start hearing thudding. Hey, um, um, 24. Room under the panel for me to, like, go poke them and see if they're dead? They're most certainly not even in there anymore. Right? To quote... To quote the one guy from the beginning of The Wizard of Oz, really most... Okay. In that case, is it possible for us to pull, uh, like, their shields or weapons out? From uh, under weapons, there? no. Shields, yes. Okay, let's they're, do that. They're big shields. Like, um, I would say, like, you need a decent amount of strength to even wield one. Yeah. Um, like a Centauran? Like a Centauran. Yeah. Virgil, Come help me get these out. Virgil, without saying anything, goes and helps. Cool. Hey, Virgil, you have a paladin shield. Now you have a Dope. shield! <laughs> Probably way taller than you. So th- this um, helps your defense checks against um, firearms. Nice! <laughs> cool. Awesome. So, what the hacking roll was... 24. Randall? 20. Cool. Another success. Randall? It's getting harder. Someone's noticing. Okay. Virgil? Can you wreck this one for me as well, please? He grabs his gun and goes to smash it. Okay. Uh, again, make a strength fighting check, and the thudding reaches the door. 
And again, before he goes, before he smashes it, he looks at Tilda's and like, cover me for a second. With the big shield. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing a giant shield right now because it's in the. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just imagining three foot small Santara and gigantic like five six foot shield. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the bashing check? Yeah. Uh, that is an 18. Okay. Yeah, you bash... It's it's a computer station. It's It doesn't roll the fence. No. <laughs> yeah, so you it start, dodges. You start smashing in, and you notice that the, um... When you start hitting and smashing it, the, um... The sun, the small micro sun itself, is uh, getting more erratic. Mm. Oh, That's even good. better. I love that. Perfect. And the axe goes through the wall into the room. And a dawn breaker steps uh, out. switching guns, mm-hmm. going back to manual. Okay, going back to the bullet one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because I know that it absorbs energy bolts, so I am testing a theory. Okay. So, Tilda, you can make some shots? Yeah. Cool. And if we knew that his axe could do that, I had an, a really... Fun idea. <laughs> Nineteen. But it's too late now. Nineteen. So. Message the idea to me. I want to know that. Your theory was correct. Yes. He raises his hand again, and this time the bullets don't get absorbed into the gauntlet, and instead strike at the armor and plink off harmlessly. But your theory was correct. Well, it's theory. And he continues forward. And you notice he's not aiming for you, Tilda. <laughs> I wonder who he's aiming for. The TARDIS. I would like to know who he's aiming for. <laughs> oh, the of course it's the TARDIS. He's... <clears throat> oh, Scoozy? No. Does he no. have that? Uh, a weakness at the knee, the hip, or the foot? Uh, in at terms all of armor? joints, there are gaps in plates. Cool. I would like to take aim at his knee for a trick okay. shot. Trick shot. Cool. Make your attack. What's your number at? Sorry, I have to do some maths. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Uh, twenty-five. Damn. Just beat the defense roll. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> he, has very, he has a very good defense that? roll. And it pierces through um, the knee as he steps forward. And he kind of buckles slightly. And he's got a helmet that's um, that traditional, like... Um, you see the, the two slits down? They kind of join it's into the Roman one. Party. Yeah, the traditional Roman. Yeah. And you see this smile. Uh-huh. As he Close. redirects from the TARDIS to you, Tilda. So, I assume everyone is flooding into the TARDIS. I'm not. Virgil is not. Yeah, come on. Not just yet. I am am stepping with the shield in front between the Dawnbreaker and Tilda, and I 
um, kind of glaring at him, like growling. This is like the first sound Virgil has made in like the last few hours. Okay, He's so growling. Okay, Tilda, what are you doing? I can see his face mm-hmm. looking at me. Kind I can of. see the slits in his helmet. Yeah, kind of. Tr- trick shot on his eye. Okay, make the shot. Yeah. Story point also. I don't know. If, I haven't quite been declaring all of them. But You don't have to declare them. Just keep track of them. Yeah, I have been. I rolled pretty good on the defense. Yeah, it's another 25. Another 25? That one misses. Mm-hmm. No. And at this point, no. you just hear this deep laugh. It just echoes through the room. And you watch as... Now, it's only just the two of you now. Mm-hmm. He just drops the axe on the floor. <sighs> and just hands out. Starts charging the both of you. I, I turn to Tilda and I go, Get in the... And I I am like Chucking the shield to the side I am charging at him with my fists Oh no So he's a good like triple your height Yeah I don't give a fuck Go for the shot knee Go for the shot knee if you have to Go for the shot knee Leave me intelligent with your ridiculousness That's my question Hmm why aren't shield? you charging with the shield? Is yeah, my the question. The shield is probably a better option for bashing. Fine. <laughs> I'm just. Im- it's it's hard to imagine a Sontara charging with a fucking gigantic shield. But yeah, that actually does make more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's- charging with the shield. I'll move towards the TARDIS. Okay. So, Tilda, you make it with ease. It's not far mm-hmm. to go. Virgil. Yep. This is a strength fighting check. Pure muscle. Yes, it sure is. Story points. Wait, you don't have I any. Have doesn't none. have any. If anyone would like to donate, they can. You can do it. Please do. I would like to, please. I have faith. I would like to donate a story point. Yeah, thank the you. heart. Mm-hmm. Hey, Virgil's my boy. He can do this. <sighs> we we be reckless together, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I can do this. We be reckless, buddies. Yep. So how many dice am I wrong? I I haven't been out here, but able to hear who's donating or not. I think you've got four dice. I think I've got four dice. You're gonna need them. Okay, strength fighting. So ten plus. Oh fucking! What the fuck? Good or bad? I think. Uh, both. I don't know. Mediocre. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. That is a straight no. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> okay. So, 
Hey, Virgil. Tilda, you can see him as the charge happens and grabs the shield and with one hand rips the shield away and the other gauntlet is at Virgil's neck, lifting him off the ground. I hate it. I really hate that. Virgil. And Virgil, like, as much as you struggle, you can't really do much right now. I'm... I, I think at this point, as soon, as soon as the shield's gone, Virgil just stops struggling. He's like, he's accepting he's doing this to protect his friends. He, he's he's doing this to protect his new home. He doesn't fight it. What do you do, Tilda? This behemoth yes. clasps Virgil in the, in the air. Tilda? Tilda? I'm taking a shot at his hand. Okay. At the wrist? Yeah. Cool. Make the shot. The one that is holding Virgil, if it yeah, wasn't yeah. obvious. It's his left hand. How many points do I get for rolling a d6 and it doesn't land on any of the... Like, straight up. Hmm? I just got a really fun roll where my d6 didn't... But it's fine. I'll re-roll it. Okay. Oh, did it land on the side? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's cacked. Very much. Uh, it's another twenty-five. Okay, let me roll the defense. Mm. I'm doing the shot from inside the TARDIS with the door open for the yep. interest of those who might want to say fly the TARDIS somewhere or do something. Okay, it's a yes, but okay. so you hit and damage the wrist. He does not drop Virgil, and you hear Doctor. And Doctor, you can hear it. The door is open. All right. Doctor, st- the doctor goes to the door and just sort of l- just looks at him. Surrender. And what's in it for me? He gently squeezes Virgil. And you can hear Virgil struggling. Can I, can I get some? Can I say something? Of course. Doctor, don't do it. The doctor takes a step out of the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. And just looks at him and just goes, put the sun's power down. With his other gauntleted fist, he gestures for you to come forward. Doctor takes one more step. He looks to a paladin on his left and gestures to you. And the paladin starts ambling up to you. Does the paladin have a gun? He does. Mind if I do the old doctor? 
zap the gun. Just to stop the gun? Yeah, just okay. to keep it from being able to... I'll, I'll, let it, I'll let it happen. No need to roll. Yeah. He just puts the gun back on his hip and grabs your wrist. Tilda, what are you doing? Watching. Watching. Let's, I'm going to see if something happens. Just because okay. I don't want this to be weird and deus ex machina -y, but someone has been waiting in the wings trying to help you. <laughs> My girl. Oh? Wait, I think I know who it is. I have no. Oh no! You hear an. Oh no! You hear an echoing voice. Do I recognize it? Angelic and melodic. Melody pond ick. No. No, I don't think it's that. As behind the dawnbreaker. You can see a very colourful woman. <gasps> yep. Knew it! With colourful hair. Yes! And let's see if she can mind control. Come on! Come on, baby girl! Please, please, please. You can I do will this. donate future story points. I will sacrifice Does someone want to donate a story point to Kieran? Someone, please. I don't have story points. Can I donate my kidneys? You cannot. Can I, do, can I donate, can I donate my story my point maximum? Oh. Theresa is trying very hard to donate a story point. You know what? I, I'll, I'll take that. If, you, if you're willing to donate that, I'll take that. No. Theresa? I changed your mind. Like me donate yeah. my max. Thing. Yeah, take that. I'll take that away from you. You'll take everything. You always do. Good question: Would that lose me? Because I want to keep the two current story points I have, but then forever only have seven story points. That is That's correct. That's how it would happen. Just spend the story points you have now. Okay, fine, fine. Fuck it. Spending a story point, giving care of my story point. Fuck, fuck it. Six six one one. Hilarious. Later. <laughs> wow. So the ultimate so Doctor Who my story point. <laughs> so. It's a two-one. You watch as the combination of Tilda firing at the wrist and the knee and this song, this beautiful song, his wrist wavers for a second, Virgil, and you have a moment that you can struggle free. Virgil, make a strength survival roll. Okay, so I am rolling with seven. Okay. I got this. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's a twelve. That's a twelve. Let's see. I'm gonna fucking die. 
Please don't. You needed 11. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> thank fuck. <laughs> As you jam your elbow down on the wrist, right where Tilda shot through it, yeah. it gives. And you land. Yeah. And this song continues from Kieran. I assume you guys are running to the TARDIS. Yes. Karen? Not making any moves towards the TARDIS. Neither am I. Because I'm about to do something that's completely out of a Sontaran's thing. What are Don't you, doing? you dare. I'm going to start talking. To whom? <gasps> the Dawnbreaker. Okay. What do you say? Virgil. He he's mind controlled to a point. Like he's it's more just he's, he's restrained. He's, he's still gonna understand what I'm saying. And this is completely out of Kai's thing, because Kai don't do this. <laughs> no, they they say they're rooster crows at the sun. But I've been told that they grow up someone always breaks them breaks the door like you do but someone has to be the opposite of that bring back the night bring the day let it go to rest and the opposite to dawn is always dusk so if you want to be the dawn breaker be known that I will always be the dusk bringer to take you back down. And you watch as his, his his body is moving towards you, resisting the control of Kira. to say about I, the distance? I am going to walk round to Kieran, and I'm going to stand next to Kieran. Get in the darkness. She's just singing. I'm just standing next to her. Come on. And I turn to Dawnbreaker and go, you know, one thing I never realized until I went to Earth. Music is a way. Brings peace. Brings happiness. Many listen to it into the night. Some right through to morning. And you hear this, I've learned a lot of things. You hear this growling coming from the Dawnbreaker as he's moving slowly towards you and Kieran. His, his eyes piercing, his skin sweating. Knees weak, arms spaghetti. Spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. And as you finish that kind of final statement, Kieran spins on the spot. Points at the Dawnbreaker, puts a hand on your shoulder, Virgil, and snaps mm-hmm. her fingers. Mm-hmm. And the two of you vanish. <gasps> I can't believe you did a finger snap. I mean, Just she's like based a- off of him. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am squeeing so hard inside. Yes. Get off my ship, goof. 
Well, yes. And that, yeah, Virgil and Kieran are gone. And yep. we out. The, you out, because the Dawnbreak is moving again. Mm-hmm. And the ship's about to, to kind of crack about like an to egg. Go. Um, yeah. Ship's about to crack like an egg that is also. Fairza, given your experience with solar nonsense and Selexis, <laughs> make me a science check. Okay, just wait. Just ingenuity science check. Ingenuity science, okay. Boop, boop, boop. These dice. Ooh, pretty good. Uh, normal ingenuity science. Okay, so the engines are at a, going to a critical point. You know that. You've seen it happen several times now with Lexus and with solar entities. All it needs now is a kick. Okay. Like, if you were to hack more engines, it wouldn't really do anything more. Would that be something we could? Okay, I will say that. I will say the engines appear to be going critical, but they need like a final something to push them over the edge. Uh, maybe. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Cal. Shoot them. I don't know. Can I do something dumb? So I don't. Mean, I don't know. Any... you before, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, would I be able to? essentially rig the sonic to be like a time bomb pulse and then literally throw it out the door and leave. it destroy the sonic, but yeah. Yeah, it would destroy the sonic. Oh! Well, this is our Doctor. season finale, so... <laughs> Doctor? Yep? Does it need hmm? to be a fully functioning sonic, or can it be pieces of a sonic that I may have just happened to have... Mm taken earlier. With, with oh what the doctor goodness. wants to do, it needs to be functional. Okay. Alright. Oh, I forgot you well, had doc- that. <laughs> yeah, the doctor is going to uh, take her sonic, her lovely and uh, sort of ext- extend it to full and twist the head around a bit and sort of like jigger it in a weird way and then uh, she's going to just... Uh, and just, like, set it to a timed type thing. Alright, and then, uh, wait, where are you throwing it? Out the door. At what? Is the... The engine. Is in the one that you're currently at? Yes. Do it at the big one. Do it at the big one. Essentially, the the sonic... (sighs) Alright, sure, good idea. We hop to the big one, whip it out the door, just... Just pop in there and just like, yeet! Given what you're about to sacrifice, I'm not going to make you roll for this. Hmm. You press the buttons, you have no idea where Virgil is. Yeah, and just like... All you can do is hope that he's safe. You open the door and you fling it and you watch as the, the, uh, the screwdriver arcs and spins backwards. Hmm. Just pulsing this blue light. And then it, it makes doesn't it have a light, remember? It doesn't have a light, but it is still pulsing blue light. Oh, that's fun. Getting that good temporal energy. Mm. And then it makes contact with the central star. 
It's like uh, it's essentially like hitting a needle to an overinflatable. Exactly, and that's what happens. All right, we out. The containment yeah, breaks, and you immediately slam the door shut and start running to the console because you're about to go critical in this ship. Yeah, and I figure we get like one of those moments that they used honestly way too much in Star Trek: The Next Generation, where you see the ship explode and you're like, "Oh my god, did they die?" But then, like two seconds later, the transporter room is like, "Got him!" Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So you appear outside the exploding sunship. Yeah, as chunks of it just split and separate, like a grenade. Nice. And you can all see one section of bright light firing away from the sunship, away from Sontar. <laughs> Him got and away. Stay out. Of course he did. But you stopped the attack. All right. And just uh, go ahead and tar- target the TARDIS for the planet below, and just sort of go down and make sure people ain't uh, worried anymore. Yeah. Virgil. Yeah. You land on a beanbag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay. In the dressing room of Kieran Yu. Uh, nice. Is on a beanbag. And she's just sitting at the um you know the like, really classic Hollywood makeup chairs with the lights on the yeah. in the mirror. She's sitting at that and just happily like redoing changing from like a purple star to a silver moon on the other eye. Just casually. Yeah. Humming to herself. Do you say anything? anything? I, I, I just kind of. I think mainly I just kind of sit. Okay. Just, just not really do anything. I'm yeah. like. Oh, good. So you done just got saved by Space Beyonce. Space Beyonce. <laughs> like I said, I don't need no TARDIS. I have a Kieran. Space Bjork. Um, so, <laughs> you head down to the planet and things are a mess, Doctor. Yep. Thousands and thousands of people are dead. Yep. But the planet still lives. Yeah. And basically, I just want to make, I want to make sure that uh, the peace thing, like that it's known that that was not either side, that it was... Yeah, so uh, they, and they've realized this as well. Because yeah. what you actually do notice in heading back to the main like parliamentary house where you were yep. is that the Kavich and the Rutans are working together. Good. That's all I needed to know. And I just want to... Yeah. Honestly, I don't want to like confront the leaders or anything. I don't want to do the... I, I think it's very doctory for you to just leave this be. Just disappear into the crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find Kieran, maybe. Uh, you find Kieran and Yeah, Virgil. definitely. And Kieran vehemently denies ever being on the ship. <laughs> Virgil just doesn't say anything. I don't ask. Yep. Yeah, like, as soon as like anyone says anything, she's like to plays the fool. Doctor lets it be. Some things are 
not meant to be uh, questioned. Yeah. I, yeah. Um. What was that? Like, as soon as, a, a real quick thing. Um, <laughs> as soon as we um, like step in, you know, see that Virgil is, you know, alive and yes. in one piece and not dead or disintegrated or just generally is okay, is which okay. has been fed with yes. anxiety for the last twenty minutes. Uh, Feather just runs over, kneels down, and hugs him. Aww. Aww. Lizard hugs. V- v- okay. Virgil, not knowing what a hug is, very sort of like moves his arm around Feather and like pats very, very carefully. There, there. It's group hug time, and I run up time? and give them a hug. Yeah. Adorable. Like, Stop doing things that will get you killed! I'm. <laughs> Hugging and I'm, I'm purring and I'm soft and I'm warm. I'm a cat. And yeah. the reunion is is heartfelt and it, lots of hugs and Fezra is uncomfortable. <laughs> As she's kind of, she's caught in the middle of everything. Virgil yep. for like the first time ever knows what the feeling of love is. Oh, little baby. And you guys kind of leave Kieran's Kieran's uh, trailer basically her, her yeah and heading out and you see something beautiful you see the sun what starting to rise on the horizon <sighs> you just take a moment yeah and then the doc, the doctor just turns to Randall and just, all right, then now about that arm. Oh, boy. <laughs> I assume you head back into the TARDIS? Yes. So. I, I would be scanning Randall, but. I'm scanning Randall. <laughs> As you start scanning Randall, you both can make um, scan checks. Scanning. I said I would be, but I, I <laughs> yeah. don't. I said I would be, but exactly. uh, I kind of threw my Sonic into the sun. A, yes. <laughs> so, there's like a Always scanning Randall. Always oh. in spirit. You know what? Fuck it. This is over. I'm spending my last story point on this. Good. Because pro- fuck it. Yeah, I'll program. I'll go to the TARDIS console and start programming a new Sonic. Okay. Ew. And I'll have a new design, like a mark, whatever, a new mark design to show y'all later. It'll happen. Dude, it's just shitty for a story point. 22. 22. Um, yeah, that, that arm is solid metal. What Not even it? bone? No bone. There's no muscle. Totally There's nothing metal. left. That's bad. That's not Cyberman. Normal. It's new Cyberman. I hate you. Mm. So, hanging out in the console room, kind of inhaling deeply. You're turning into a toaster. (laughs) No, no, the toasters were the the Cylons. Uh, Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Randall. Randall is the one saying this. (laughs) Oh, okay. He's all over his sci-fi. It's cool. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Everyone starts to hear a tone. This oh consistent dun, 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 dun. I'm seeing what that is. Is that a is 
Do you have a doorbell? Uh, it's coming from the console. The oh. doctor goes to the console and sees what the heck is happening. Uh, you see, on the screen is an o- a p- the picture of an envelope. Okay, you've got mail type. I and hate you. Stamped on the <laughs> on the uh, envelope is a leaf, and then it flashes in bright, like neon letters. T mail. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Uh, oh my yeah. god, I love him. He's All the right. best. I open it. Yeah, uh, the envelope opens and the letter kind of comes out. It's all on the screen, like it's all animated beautifully. It's so theatrical. Very theatrical. I love this man. Theatrical. (laughs) It says, hey, gorgeous. (laughs) Uh, You owe me a favor. See you soon. XOXO. T. Are there any coordinates, or is it just the same place? You know where to go. Fair enough. And All again, right, well, that is, yeah, set my sights on there. And virus, what a blend! Yeah, and uh, and also, uh, sort of just like queue up for later use. The uh, the customer service line of uh, of the cyber collective. <laughs> I want to complain. <laughs> I would like. Yeah. I would like yeah. to run them a little. To whom it may concern. <laughs> yeah. Ainsley, you fucker. Yep. So you head to Envirus to, and then into the car park. Do you do you, do you park in the same place? I don't know. Do we? Do the TARDIS chooses. I don't go for it, but I don't not go for it. Uh, Make a transport roll to see if you can get G-Star Apple. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) This is just uh, Ingenuity Transport. Problem is, we don't know if it's a fail or a succeed that'll get us there. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, You said it was Ingenuity Transport? Yes. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. You do not get G-Star Apple. You get one significantly closer to Theo to Theo's shop. Nice. G Apple Star. <laughs> no, I, I don't, I'm not giving you another random parking space number. B Dog Franklin. Benjamin okay, Dog Franklin. Yes. Yes. Franklin. No, Benjamin Dog Franklin would be an amazing name for a character. <laughs> I'm writing that one down for later to use. <laughs> so you, you leave the TARDIS and start walking towards the tea shop. Yep. And you open the door, the bell rings above the door. And at the same as usual here, there's no one in the store. Yep. And there's no one behind the counter. And then gliding out in his beautiful green <laughs> tunic. The short, slicked back hair, the shit eating grin. <laughs> Doctor, it's been ages. I love this man. See, I'm good to see you again. 
<sighs> did you get my message? Yes, I did. Very clever of you. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Take a seat. We will drink. We will talk. And he like kind of, as he's walking towards you, just bl- blathering, blathering. And like, without even doing anything, just gives you a kiss on both cheeks. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> Sit. Very European of him. And he heads back into the back room. All right. Yeah. Sit down. Sit at the table. Yeah. Is he going to do the, the thing again? Just... Is he going to do the tea thing again? I don't want to. The doctor is just eyeing up Randall's arm and trying to see, like, is there like a seam where the metal ends and the skin begins? Yes. Okay. Near the elbow. Near the elbow. Okay. So it's, it's like shorter than. It's just short of the joint, basically. Yeah. And, and does it just straight up look like a Cyberman arm? Yeah. Okay, that's bad. The bone comes out of the metal directly to the joint. Pardon? Who knows? Does the bone... Well, Fez has scanned it. Does the bone come straight out of the metal? Like It looks like at that point... Yeah, it's, like, it's, been, it's kind of like infused together. Yeah. It's not hmm. pretty. Oh, Virgil. <laughs> yeah, I just realized he, he still has a piece of axe in his side. He mm-hmm. does. Yep. yep. We'll deal with that later. We haven't bothered to sort that out yet. I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> Is anyone a doctor? Virus. <laughs> Full doctor. Okay. Uh, to quote I'm a sure in doesn't the doctor. Really care. I'm a doctor, but probably the not the one you were expecting. <laughs> so. Theo comes gliding back, tray in hand, kind of like shimmying along as he does. That asshole. What a tool. What Love a him. Tool. I just want my tea. So, yeah. I don't say and, that out loud. Yeah, he places, and as he places the cups down, he kind of slides the saucer, and they stop perfectly in front of each person. Of I am not sitting down. Yeah, there's, like, there's one for you. He knows you're not going to sit down. Yeah. And he slides down one for each of the six of you. Oh, no, seven of yep. you. Is it six or seven? Yeah. It is. God, how many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes. He puts down eight cups. There's... Oh, boy. There's seven of us if you count uh, Randall's arm. Oh, my God. Or if you count Ainsley. <laughs> yeah, so he, he puts down... Eight cups and saucer. And he kind of looks and he goes, kind of gives each of you a quick up and down scan. He's like, mm, that's new. That's new. That's very new. You should take that out of your side. Virgil <laughs> <laughs> at this point has realized that it's still in his side and looks down at it, looks back up, and then shrugs. And I am not a doctor, so not in the store, not on my carpet. So and he's kind of a bit longer. Yeah, like looks looks all of you up and gives a standard sassy sarcastic hello. Yep. He says, So, Doctor, I've got a job for you. Oh, do go on. And I think it's going to be beneficial to you as well. It has sure to do with a certain 
series of animals? Uh, yes, I know what you're talking about. Particularly a small, white, fluffy one. Oh. Okay, I shrink down a little bit in my seat. Go on. I have a friend. A lovely friend. You'll meet her in a moment. She needs your help. To... Now, what's the... Okay, now the right word is a little... It's not stealing, it's borrowing without permission with no intent to return. Right, so same thing I did with my talk. Exactly, exactly. Wait, sorry, you, you guys cut out. I didn't hear what you said. Theo, Theo said it's not stealing exactly, it's just borrowing without intent to return. Uh-huh. And I said same exact thing that I did with my TARDIS, yeah. And it kind of like oh, okay. hits you on the shoulders exactly, sweetie. Now, don't me. call me sweetie. I'll call you whatever I like. <laughs> Only my that, wife. That calls is me why sweetie. we don't like you. Wait, you're married? It's a long story. I've been married a few times. Okay. And you see, as he kind of taps a couple times on the table, and he calls out. Whisper, honey. Come in. Yes, darling. Oh. <laughs> Come meet the friends. Hello? Come meet the friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, isn't this an absolute delight? Mystery guest as, would you like to describe Whisper? <laughs> so... He's about six foot two, very tall, very lithe. Her skin is deep purple. She has incredibly large ears. Not sure if you can't tell if they're bat like or cat like. She has very large eyes. She's dressed head to toe in what appears to be some kind of black leather cat suit. With very sensible long uh, uh, thigh high boot, uh, knee high boots. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> she has a very long te- uh, tensile tail coming out the back of her suit, and when she smiles, she has a set of teeth, and at each side, she has a double a double set of incisors, which are pointed like fangs. Ooh. Hey, as I would die for her. <laughs> Thank you, so would I He says, whisper, sweetie, sit down Now, my lovely guests Who's ready to steal from Alibaba? <laughs> and that's where we'll end the session uh, Yes! <laughs> As, oh my god, thank you for making an otherwise sad episode fantastic you're so welcome. What I'm can so I say? Excited. I'm amazing. I'm How so long excited. are you listening? I'm so excited. Oh, like literally 30 seconds. I was meant to be here half an hour ago listening. Um, but my house is chaos right now. And when I say that, I mean there are literally 18 people in my living room, my dining room, oh, and my God. kitchen, all painting set pieces. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. All right. So, 
That can I haven't been able to play on my Xbox for three days. Oh man. That's tragedy right there. That concludes episode 18. Oh, this was a fun time. And it was entitled uh, As the Rooster Crows. So. Yeah. Thank you to everyone playing. We obviously, uh, I didn't go through it at the start, but I'll go through it now. We had Karma played by Sin, Virgil played by Kai, Randall played by Ale, Doctor played by Callisto, Tilda played by Kato, Fezza played by Foss. Our guest character, now known as Whisper, is played by Captain Tiny. I'm Kung Fu Panzer the GM, and to all the future people, thank you for listening, and bye! Stay whimsical! Bye. 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 Bye.